Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Time, you know the tune. Welcome in, everybody. Sports take on this Friday. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Gunner, you look like the uh, the scene when Andy Dufresne breaks out of Shawshank Prison, <laughs> and he's he's standing there with the with it's the Friday. thunderstorm, and he he crawled through I, five it, football fields of you know what to get out. Of it. Yeah. Yes, it, yes. It's it's Friday. It's Friday. It's all I can say. Plus, I've been kicked out of my my room. Because of the granddaughter, and um, I'm down there in my wife's office today, which is a brighter environment. I, it seems I'm gonna have to come down here more often because it seems like it's a much brighter environment. The sun is shining brightly. It's Friday. I'm happy. What else could I want? It's all good. So you're in a new setting, Barrett's uh, at, at the uh, at the work complex. He's at NBC Sports Philadelphia. He's in a new setting. If you're wondering what's going on there. I am in the in the freezing studio, so we're good to go. We kept a little continuity. So, uh, so are you guys are you guys big fans of Sly and the Family Stone? You remember Sly and the Family Stone? Yes, I, yeah, I am. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so one of their most famous songs was "It's a Family Affair." I love that song. Yes, that's what this is. This this right here. It's it's a family affair. You know, absolutely. We I'm we argue. I'm, I'm air we hugging. agree. We argue. We agree. We disagree. You know, but that's what I love most about. That's what it's this about. That, well, that's what every family does. That's what brothers and sisters I'm my do. My brother's keeper. That's what it is. Exactly yes, right. I, exactly I can talk. Right. I can talk in D gun third person, and nobody's here to critique me. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. We're going to critique you if you do it. But that's no. My right. wife you goes, "Would you stop that, please? Would you please stop it?" Yes. I can't. Yeah. I can't stop. I guess I hear you. You got to do it. It's your, it's your persona, man. By the way, what's up, everybody yes. in the chat section? We see you. We appreciate you hanging Chats with us. I see uh, fitness rebels at the beach. Good for her. Uh, hanging out down at the uh, at the beach. I'm headed down yeah. after the show for 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 a day or two. Uh, Look, hope fitness rebels at the beach and watching us, dude. That's right. That's right. That that's that is like. a loyal. That's that's why, and they're our family too. And we appreciate you. Exactly. Everybody. We do appreciate you definitely. definitely yeah. Definitely. All right. So Barrett. G-Meta, thank you. Yeah. 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 What's up, hey. everybody? We appreciate. Sorry. You. We see Sorry you. about that. That's okay. What's up, Chris? What's up, Kevin? Uh, Gigi, Jeremiah. Uh, who I who did I not, not, not miss here? Let's see, Fitness Rebel. Uh, Chris, did you get Chris, girl, Chris D in? Get Chris D in. Always get Chris in there. Tavern Mike, what's up? Showtime, what up? Yeah, Showtime. Kevin Savard, Lord of the Rings, D Gun, third person. Yeah, you're right, Kevin. Right. What can I tell you? That's right. That is you, man. That is you. But Barrett had the fun assignment this morning. We we went you know through our usual humdrum lives. Barrett was actually down at the Novacare Complex 
taking in the Eagles' second practice, what depending on what you call yesterday with the walkthrough, but their second practice where they were on the field of the uh, of the training camp of the season thus far. So, Barrett, I'm trying to keep up with, you know, on social media, what people are saying, et cetera, but you had eyeballs there, man. So yes, I did. Yes, give I did. Us, you were, and by the way, you were there as, uh, as an honorary alum uh, hanging out uh, on the field. You actually had field access, not just on oh, the oh, sidelines. Yeah. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me talk about that. Okay. First of all, I drive there, I go in, I park where the players park, I walk right in, no credentials, no anything, just walk in because, um, it's supposed you to be, be alumni Brooks. day. It's <laughs> alumni day, and I am alumni. I played with the Eagles, got drafted, I cut my teeth with the Eagles. I get there, and uh, there are no other alumni there. Except for Hollis Thomas and um, G. Cobb and uh, uh, who else was it? Um, and Quick. That's it? So I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, I'm like, Mike's always on? there. So, no, and, you know, Mike's always there taking in practice. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I didn't quite understand what was going on. Long story long. There was no alumni presence there. What? So I'm on the field. I'm walking around. And finally, um, they see me, you know, and they pay attention to me. They say, hey, you got to go over there where the alumni is. I said, well, I'm here. Um, I'm here as an alumni. They were like, oh, you are. So they go around. They scramble. Oh. Alumni. So give that again, Barrett. You broke up a little bit. Give us that again. Right. Yeah. So evidently, it was not alumni. You got your dates mixed up? Is that what happened? Don't tell me you mixed up the date. No, no. I got email uh, confirmation. I showed them the email, everything. And they were like, oh, okay. Um, Well, it's our bad. And I went went and I sat with alumni for the rest of practice. I got about half a practice in, but then I went and sat sat by the the rest of uh, the reporters and the rest of the media. Right. But um, I, I was a little offended, but not offended. A little pissed off. But very understanding. Uh, and it was kind of crazy because I don't know why they, they, they treated me as such. And then I thought about it. It's D-Gun that got me in this. No, ah. no, 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 no. What no. D-Gun did set no. the precedence. No, 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 you ain't, no, you ain't, no, you ain't, no, no, you ain't, no, no, don't even try that. Yeah, Don't even try that. Because yes. if, you know, if memory serves me correct, you can you confirmed it. So well, you, can... I confirmed it, yes, but I did not put it out there. I wasn't going to put it out there, but you confirm. I, I did confirm what you had heard. I had yeah. heard it also, but I wouldn't well. say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you just gonna let me swim, swim, swim on that island by myself? I see how it did is, you, and we did you swim be family. Did you swim? Did you swim on an island by yourself? Who took? Yes, I who, did. Who yes, I did. You said yes, I, I, I did. Oh, 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 so I didn't confirm it. I didn't take the sword with you. Look, look, brother, brother. People came at me on Twitter, Facebooks, Instagram, and you know what? I'm still swimming. Still swimming. Right, right. But you said yeah, you had to try to act like that. I didn't take it. I didn't take a blunt of that. Also, nope. I also took no, a blunt, and I'm still nope. taking a blunt. Yes, I did. No, you did like yeah, this. You I said, you, "Here's what you do." You said. Uh, yeah, I confirm what D-Gun said. Uh, next topic. Uh, so no, I was, I was, I was right there with you, D-Gun. I took it. I confirmed what you said, which I fell on the sword with you. Um, and because of this, that's why I got treated the way I was treated today. I don't think so that's all- the case at all. I think here's what I think. I think they must have messed up. Somebody messed up in terms of. Well, that's exactly what happened. Somebody in there. 
some somebody on that side got messed up. And once I showed them the emails and 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 and, and, the, and the correspondence of it, you know, they they understood, and they were they were glad that I you know handled the way I handled it. You okay. know, they thought that I was very professional the way I handled it, and I um I would agree. Yeah, you know, so I, I mean, it wasn't an attitude. I didn't you know raise a bunch of cane. I didn't do anything. I said, okay, then no problem. I went and sat where I was stood where I was supposed to stand, watched the rest of practice. Everything was gravy. But I wanted them to know that I follow suit. I don't I don't I don't right. I don't try right. to put myself in a position where um I'm gonna cause any trouble. You know what I'm saying? So later on down the line it doesn't have it doesn't work that way. You I know, got you. I'll, See Kevin Kevin Savard is right. He said people talk to D-Gun, don't worry, be happy. Just, hey, anybody knows me, they know how they, they know how I roll. It's like water off a duck's back. Can't affect me. You know, all the all, no. all the all the piranhas they can't affect me. Can't get to me. I will say this, Kevin Savard. I did not eat free. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you the most important aspect of the day. Did you get that free meal? That, t- that, that, that uh, was, what's his name? Tim. Tim is the head chef down there. Yeah, I, I, I talked to Tim. I talked to Tim. I waved at Tim. You know, what I'm saying. Tim said, "What's up?" You know, when I, I was coming to team, Tim used to make special meals for D Gun, especially when they would have draft day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh. I would roll in. Yeah, I would roll in and Tim would say, Dion, what do you want? And if they didn't have enough, throw me some pancakes on the grill. You know, eggs over medium, eggs over easy. They do they would hook up D Gun. I'm See, just I didn't get that. Well, that's when I knew it was a full fishy that I thought it was gonna go awry when I didn't get the free food. That's when I knew something was someone some you know, something was wasn't just, you know, all the way right with the whole situation. I didn't get the free food. I was like, you know what? Maybe that's the case. Maybe oh. that's the case. Tavern Mike, I like that. That's like when your brother gets in trouble, but mom punishes all the kids just in case they were in on it. I like Tavern Mike. I like that. There you go. I like that. There it is. All right, so did you at least get Rita's, uh, free Rita's? Yes, I did. Okay. And we have something at least. Yes, yes, I did. Yes. There Uh you go. See? Look at Tris. It's all right. It's all right. See? There you go. Because they're gonna uh, be just as bad when I report throughout the season. When I, yeah. when I report stuff throughout the season, same thing. Well, you know? here's the question I have, right? So multiple people who were there today, Barrett, reported that the Eagles offense did not look good. First of all, I wonder if they're gonna catch the hell the gunner caught, number one. But number two, give me your impressions here. What you what you saw. Let's start there with the offense, then we'll get the overall, you know, setting and, and whatnot. First off, they didn't have any pads on. Uh it was um the practice went. I thought it went very smooth. Uh, what you laughing at, man? Damn, silly! <laughs> that is pretty funny, though. Miss Gun, love your office. <laughs> there you go. The media, media villain, villain yeah. club. There you go. Uh, oh, but look, hold on. Um, I thought it was this 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 protocol on on the second day of practice. People understand that when you're on the offensive side of the ball, things go a little slower than the, the defensive side. The defense will always have one leg up for at least the first week of training camp because it's, it's easier to play defense than it is to play offense. Mm-hmm. You have to have 11 guys working in concert for the play to work. And, you know, it's a little harder to get everybody on the same plays on the offensive side of the ball than the defensive side of the ball. So, to me, I thought the offense looked pretty good. There were a couple errant passes, you know, um, a couple picks in practice drop balls, um, you know, all that stuff happens in, in, in camp, especially at the beginning of camp. It doesn't run as smoothly as people think. But from understanding 
and playing the game and seeing the way practice went for the offense, I thought the offense did okay um, with the expectation that I know it's hard to get the offense on the same page, everybody working together like one going in, you know, especially with the way they're switching everything around and having all these you know, groups coming in and out. You know, Jalen's not just throwing to the ones. He's also throwing to the twos and threes also. What, what the was he? Go ahead. Sorry. So, his first half of practice, I thought he was very sharp, very pinpoint, getting the ball out on time. All that stuff was great. Second half of practice, there were some lulls. There were some lulls. Uh, but, I mean, that's to be expected. Uh, I thought the second team quarterback kind of struggled a little bit, you know. Um, but, uh, and I also thought Carson Strong struggled a little bit. So, the two backup quarterbacks struggled. But I thought, I, I really thought for the most part, Hurts played pretty well. He had one drive in which, he didn't throw the ball as well. But, hey, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's just the nature of, of, of being in, in the NFL, trying to get the offense on the same page, trying to get things working. You know, I don't – man, I don't, I don't go into – I don't have a pen and pad going out there and – Yeah, you're not keeping stuff. stats. I got you. No, no. You know, I mean, I, I see guys doing it, you know, out there keeping stats. Oh, none of that even matters to me. I watched them run the ball. The offensive line were moving people around. They were, they were quick. They were explosive. The defensive line was doing the same thing. Uh, you know, so, I mean, people also have to understand this. If the defense is making plays, then the offense isn't looking good. When the offense is making plays, the defense is looking good. So, you know, bad practice, good practice. Is just, just the offense going to have a good practice all the time? No, because the defense may be pretty good. You know, you got to look at it from full, both vantage points. So, did you would you say that Hertz was sharp? Were they working on red zone? What Like, what, what, was your, what were your impressions? I get maybe the defense was playing better or whatnot. Like was he was he on target with throws? Balls were dropped. Like hearing the offense didn't look great necessarily. Could mean it's not necessarily Hurts' fault. Like, did you feel like he was on point right. with his throws? Right. For the most part, I thought he was on time with his throws, knowing where to go with the ball and how to go to the ball. Those are some drops that um some receivers had. But um, I also saw a pick that he was an errant pass he shouldn't have thrown. Okay. Um, but it's a learning experience, you know. Maybe he's trying something new that he didn't try before. Mm-hmm. Those are all things you do that in camp. You try new things in camp. You can't afford to do that during the season. You can't afford to do it in a game type situation. You try these things in camp. See who you can go to. See who you can trust. See where the ball needs to go in practice. If you can put fit it there in practice, if you can't, you know, those are all things you worry about in camp. You know, so did he have a bad day? No. Did he have a great day? No. Did he have a efficient day for the most part? Yes. Okay, interesting. Now, it wasn't strictly red zone or a lot of red zone like it was in the first one? Was it this all is, No, this was actually 20 to 20. Okay. This is actually 20 to 20 um, okay. for the most part. You know what I'm saying? It's the middle of the field. What else uh, What else jumped out at you, Barrett? What, what good, bad, and different? I mean, practice, by the way, was an hour and 15 minutes. So yeah. they went 17 more minutes than they went the first Oh, wow, they're days. working up a sweat. <laughs> yeah, they got a sweat today. Um, I really, really like Epps, man. <laughs> really a like lot Epps, of praise so. for Epps after practice today by the by his fellow players. FYI, yes, um, Epps played well. I, I mean, I didn't hear any. You know, I haven't heard anything as far as um, uh, what the players were saying or anything like that. But I did see Epps. Epps is by far the best safety we have. Um, just the fluidity of his hips and everything. Um, Harris, I, I think you know he's he's going to be efficient. He might be the box safety guy. I don't think his hips, you know, roll as as good as um Epps. Epps can be that middle of the field guy that you can use to, you know, really be the last line of defense. You don't have to put Epps inside the box 
He's I mean, uh, not Epps, but um, you got to put Harris inside the box. You got to put uh, the other kid, Taft, inside the box also. Tart is Tart inside the box also. Um, he's not the one fluid safeties either. They ran a lot of big nickel, you know, with with the um, with the um, safety at linebacker. T.J. Edwards, as I said, is the guy that they're looking to to be um, the starter at the Mike linebacker position. Um, they did have the Kobe Dean outside and playing like that will linebacker position as opposed yep. to a, line, uh, a Mike linebacker position. Yep. So that's a different that's different than what we thought as a um, as a defense what he would be doing. I thought he would be inside playing the Mike position. TJ but at this level, Bear, at this level, Bear, I think Nicobe Dean is better suited for the will. I honestly well, he, believe he's better suited for the will. He looked comfortable out there because he had to straddle the line between. Uh, the box and being out there um, on a on a wide receiver in a slot or it maybe even wide, you know, when they're trying to you know take away the passing lane for a slant play for the wide um, the wide wide receiver. So he played out in the middle, played very very well in space, very fluid in space. Um, uh, I tell you what, um, Davion Taylor, don't sleep on him. <laughs> Do okay. not sleep on him. He's looking pretty good. Kazir White, um, I didn't see too much of him. But uh, How about Kayvon running with the ones? Kayvon looked okay also. Kayvon looked a little more – he looks he looks the part. Like during drills and stuff like that, I, I, I noticed he looks the part. But when I looked at him in – you know, when he's on the field applying what he did in, 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 the, in the individual periods – he kind of got lost in the sauce. I didn't see what he was doing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he had a bad play that play or anything like that. It just might not have been his play to make, mm-hmm. but he kind of disappeared when I was watching, but he definitely looks the part when he's doing those drills. Interesting. Interesting. See, All right, so- see, I, lo- I love you. I love your analysis on everything, um, but I've, you've known me a long time and I've always been of the mind that I don't get too hyped when it yes. comes to training camp. Because, you know, like all these people, the writers are right. Oh, great throw, great interception, great anticipation. You already know what's going to happen in in this environment, see? And so that's why I say, you know what? I, I reserve the right to be cautiously optimistic or cautiously pessimistic until the bullets start flying for real. Because you don't really know what you're seeing out there. You see what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. because... You basically the offense and the defense basically know formations, lineups, and you can get a little jump to a certain degree in certain situations. Okay, but all of a sudden when you're playing somebody that you're not familiar with, you can look at them on film all day, but you're not familiar with them. That's when your true techniques, physicality, agility, ability comes out. Well, Deacon, I'm so glad you say that. Yeah, so glad you say that because when you hear. You know, these writers saying, oh, he threw a kick here. He wasn't supposed to throw it there. You don't right. know what the coach is asking. Um, yes, exactly. exactly. The quarterback exactly. may they, would, they may have went through that in the meeting room and say, when you yep. see this look, I want you to come to this play right here. I want you to go to this player right here. He might just be executing what that coach is asking him to do. There you it go. may have been late or it may have been too fast, but you know that might be what they're trying to work on. They're working on specific things. Yeah, for their game plan. So you can't just think that you could. All right, you know, you knew exactly what's going on. No, you don't know. Just like I told you, um, Bobby Hoying, 
when Gruden left, Gruden told Bobby Goyne, all right, on this play, you want you to throw it right here. On this play, I want you to throw it right here. We'd be in practice. He'd throw it right where the coach told him to throw it, and Willie T would pick it off. But yep. then when he got in game-type situations, when the, when the defense doesn't know, Willie T knew how to run our offense. He can go in there and tell you exactly what was going to happen before it happened because he's, he played against his offense all season. But when you got a team that doesn't know, yep. now he says, all right, I want you to throw this play, throw this stick route on this wide stick nod. You throw this stick route, yep. and it'll be cool. So he does it in the game. It's a, it's a, it's a game. It's a first down. But in practice, it might be a pick. So we right. never know what exactly or who exactly the ball is supposed to go through or what the anticipation was supposed to be until game-type situations. We'll definitely see it then. That's why, you know, these 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 um these inter-squad practices, not inter-squad, but uh, those um, those practices where we're, we're going against Cleveland and Miami, they don't know our offense. So right. that's when you can get an accurate barometer on where they are as an offense and a defense. Barrett, what was the what's the talk? I know there's been a lot of discussion the last few days in the city in general, whether it's social media, sports talk, radio, TV, whatever, about the length of practices. And and look, it's it's really nothing new. They did it last year too, but for some reason, it's it's more of a freak out this year. Um, again, an hour and fifteen today compared to fifty eight on Wednesday. So what, what was the talk amongst the media folks or the people down there about how short the Eagles are going? I know Gannon was asked about it, and he said he loves it, Jonathan Gannon. But what was the talk among, among the people? Um, everybody's, you know, they're not in favor of it uh, as far as the media standpoint. But watching practice, they get a lot done in a, in, a, in a small amount of time. They don't play around. They get the reps going. You know, as soon as the ball snaps, boom, the play goes on. They're setting the ball. They're ready for another set of plays to go. And they do it so efficiently that you know I I don't have a problem that they don't have pa- that they don't um they don't have long practices because they're so efficient, especially with no pads on, getting in, getting out, making sure they're getting their work in. They get their work in. They definitely get their work in. Um, I can't wait to put their pads on. That's when I want to see how long practice is, what they're uh, what they're gonna be able. to When's do. that taking place, Barrett? Do we know? Did that have they have they said when they're they're going pads. I don't know. That's why I'm going tomorrow. I'm gonna to be at practice tomorrow. Okay. Just okay. Um, I, I, I'm thinking that uh, that they're gonna go ahead and, and strap it up tomorrow, the first okay. day, the third day. This will be the third real practice that they have. They usually go out and hit on the third day. <clears throat> uh, so I, I think it will be. It, it usually. Will be on. Saturday. Usually, the, yeah. Usually, the PR staff will give the media heads up when the first full day of pads is. That's why you got to be down there. You got to know, man. No, you know you're in you the know. No, you know I ain't going down there, man. I, you know what? I am. I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna show up one day, unexpected. Oh no, because certain members of the media don't get to go there anymore since they don't work for certain entities anymore. So I want to. I got. I got to find out what list I'm on. Now, you I know, can't wait. You know, you, yeah, you don't want to know what list you're on. Why not? <laughs> it starts not? with an S and ends with a T. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you stir up trouble, man, and I have to, you know. Okay, Barrett, Barrett, back me up somewhat. Barrett, he backed you up. He backed you up. He backed somewhat. That's I can't, sure. I can't give him too many props though. It's, it's much better conversation when I, when I go against Barrett. That's a good, you point. know. Look at it. Look at it. Where the Eagles are, I think they're, a, they're a lot more advanced than they were last year. They're a lot more. 
They should um, be. Okay. Focused. Um, they're getting the job done, man. They're, they're, they're definitely – they definitely look like they know what they're doing. It's not – you know, it, it's not like it was last year when they were just learning on the fly. They're intense. They know exactly what they need to do. They're where they're mm-hmm. supposed to be at. Um, you know, as soon as that horn sounds, they're – I mean, they're, they're – they're, 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 bam, they're right here. They're supposed to be there. Here, 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 here. They get to where they're supposed to be, how they're supposed to get there. When they're practicing, they go all out, full speed, every single rep. You can see that. Um, you don't have to worry about them being – I think they're going to be conditioned enough to go play in a game because everything is speed. Everything – you don't see guys walking around. Nobody's walking around on the field. Nobody. You know, well, you, you, it should be. It should be when yeah. a practice is that condensed. It's a little different when you're talking about two, two and a half hours, man, because that gets the players mentally and physically after a while. That's when you start seeing pe- players jogging, jog, you know, taking a little bit longer to get from point A to point B. Yep. But when you got a short, crisp practice like this, there's no excuse, you know. And if, if what you're saying is true, that they're getting everything in that they need to get in in 58 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes, you know, then they're really not missing anything. And, you know, it, it worked. It worked for them last year. Now, it took them a little bit longer to get out of the gate. But you have a large core group of players who are now in year two of Sirianni's system, so they automatically know what the, what's expected, and the new players that are here have no choice but to toe the line. You know, if they yeah, see everybody right. else hustling, they don't want to be the last one hustling Amen. somewhere else. They don't want to be the ones called out. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, you have no choice but to toe the line. Yeah, look, I, I'm willing to give all of this the benefit of the doubt because they weren't a hurt team last year. Now, they start off poorly. It's going to be a different story. It's all going to break loose, but everybody you talk to says, Barrett, they – they condense a lot into into a, a shorter amount of time. And one of the things Gannon said was, "You don't see what goes on in the walkthroughs. You don't see what's going on in the in the film room. Like we're right, doing right. a lot, a ton of stuff. It's just not as physical as we're accustomed to in years past." Now, other guys like uh, Dan Campbell in Detroit was basically like, "Yeah, we're going, man. Like it's on today." Like, so so different coaches have different approaches, and that you know, look, we're going to see because Eagles play Detroit Week One, man. So it's going to be. A fascinating case study of of, of what the you know, yeah which one's more effective. It absolutely is, man. It absolutely is, you know, because they look they look like they they know what they're doing. They look like they know what they're doing. There are a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you see on the field that you didn't see last year. They are ahead of the curve as far as knowing what it is to be a Nick Sirianni based team. Okay, okay, all right. Don't so, move, so Barrett. The, uh, we're we're not done picking your uh, go ahead, Barrett. Go ahead, Derek. Yeah, real quick. Um, you you made reference to the fact that Miles Sanders was getting runs with the second team. Was Gainwell with the first team? Yes. Yes, he had a okay. lot of runs with the second first team. Mm. That's uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, that's I, maybe interesting. That, I, I'm hoping that's I'm hoping that Sirianni's saying, okay, Sanders doesn't need as many reps as Gainwell because I'm not ready to elevate Gainwell. Ahead of Miles Sanders, and I mean, We're I know it's training camp. We, we don't, we don't know the methods yeah. of their madness, yeah. you know. Just, just like, right. just like BG, BG right. ran a lot with the second team. Yeah, or they're running yep. game well packages. Some of the packages they were running on offense had, were game well packages. But you're right, Derek. I mean, look, I, I, I would be stunned if he wasn't the starter. If Miles Sanders wasn't the, exactly. the one guy. Yeah. I, I would be yeah. stunned by that. All right, a lot more of in- insights from Barrett, who was at practice today. Don't go anywhere. We continue with the football talk. Uh, Mike Sealski, by the way, is going to join us at one o'clock. We're looking forward to talking to Mike, talk Eagles with Mike. Uh, so we could jump around everything, Philly, Sixers, Flyers, everything that's coming up at one. We're not, we're not, we are wall to wall Eagles today. That's for sure. We will continue the discussion with Barrett again, who was down there at practice today. 
D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Don't go anywhere. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, knowing who to trust with your finances can be scary. Yes, it can because I've been there, all right? I'm in the, I was in the front of that line for a long time, but I found the right person and the right place. That's Jim Murray at Principal Financial Group. His experience over the years has been, for me, uh, just an unbelievable resource, uh, whether it's 401k review, insurance review, you got a small business and you're looking and you need some help with your employee benefits. Jim can be there with you. He can assist you with that. He's done it for me with my IRA, with a 401k rollover. I couldn't be happier. I also love to just pick his brain about trends and what's going on. If we need to change something up, whatever the case may be, he's very proactive and he stays ahead of things. You can give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. Or you can email him at Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the oohs and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Welcome back in, everybody. Hope you're having a great Friday. We are. We are having fun here. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis hanging with you for three hours of power. We're talking to Barrett, who was at Eagles training camp today, giving us the down low on everything that was going on. Barrett, I saw it was a great shot of Jason Kelsey. You know how they're wearing those like those new I don't know how new it is. I, I think it's been a couple of years. They wear the pads over the helmet now. Right, right. <laughs> Did you see Kelsey? Kelsey had <laughs> bubble tape around his helmet uh, just to have a little fun with it. <laughs> Check it out. Right, right, right. He, he, had, he had bubble tape on top of his bubble helmet. That's awesome, you know I mean? <laughs> man. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so he's, he's still coming back. They call it COVID progression whatever we're calling it now so he and fletcher cox are coming back from that they're they're feeling great they just want to make sure they're 100 percent physically so they're they were limited in practice zach pascal's still out he's he had food poisoning which if anybody's had it man it ain't fun Uh, i've been there i've been there brother i've been there the worst okay so we all feel your pain man so he anyway he's he's he'll be fine but he's they're just laying low with him a little bit till he gets all his you know Stab it back. The the only time I ever had food poisoning, I was out in LA and I was covering Andy Reid. He was being inducted into his high school hall of fame. Mm -hmm. So me and my producer and photographer, we went out to eat. I won't even say the place. And I had a, I had a a Caesar salad with baby shrimp in it. Oh no. Dude about, and this was in the summer and dude about an hour later, I started sweating Mm. fever, you know, couldn't keep anything down. You know, it, it was like it just knocks you out. I had to go back to the hotel and then go back out and still cover events and stuff. It was one of them. It was it, it was it was a great time to be in Los Angeles at that time, hanging out with Andy, talking right. to his neighbor across the street, an older lady used to swim in her swimming pool. It was one of the most miserable trips, and then have to fly back home. <laughs> oh. I didn't eat. I didn't eat anything for fear of having to run to the restroom. In the yeah, airport, you know was that? It's a long flight, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That was a five and a half hour flight home. That was probably one of the most miserable trips I've ever had in my life. <laughs> I can I was, only imagine. I, I was doing a uh, guest bartending gig uh, one time at a great place, Collie's Collie's Pub, um, and I'm bar guest bartending, and I get a call from our neighbor. She's like, "Nothing to worry about. I'm following the ambulance." The ambulance. I'm like, "What? what? what? That's that's how you're picking up the." Uh, like the conversation who's what? in the ambulance that you're following yeah oh your, your wife she we think she has food poisoning i'm like all right can you get that out of the way first before i you know Jeez. i start going everywhere in my own head so anyway she had it so bad guys like it was literally from 9 p.m until oh. 9 a.m non-stop like to what? the hot like i had to go to the hospital had to get oh. ivs like really bad man like it, it, it was awful. So oh. I, I feel for anybody going. I've had I've had it not as bad as you, Gunner. Yeah. Like to an extent, it, it can it can flatten you, man. That's for sure. I, I had it bad as first because later that evening I went out with my crew. We had sushi at a great sushi place. Yeah. So I ate again later. You know, oh. and it didn't it didn't bother me as much. But it was like in spurts. You know, it was like you. I, I've I know people who have had it to the point where they were like hospitalized, like yes. your, like your wife. Yeah, uh, severe stomach cramps, um, you know, all kind of you know bad stuff. Um, I I didn't have it that to that degree, but I had it bad enough to where this ain't right. You know, I kept yeah. drinking water because it was so hot to stay stay hydrated. Dehydrate, yeah, you dehydrate yeah. really quick. Yeah, I had to hydrate. I, you know, I had I took a bunch of bottles of water with me to my hotel room 
from the time that I had lunch, I didn't eat anything until later that night. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go with my crew and have some sushi. And I did. It didn't make it any worse, mm. you know, than what it was. But it was still like, I've never had it before, never had it since. And that was my goodness. When that, I can't wow. remember the year Andy was inducted into his high school hall. Of I remember, I, like I remember, I don't remember what year yeah. it was, but I remember you did that piece on it. Yeah, he, 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 we talked about it when Andy was on this. He went to the same high school where they filmed Grease in, yeah, in, did. in yeah, LA. Did. Sure did. Yeah. So that was uh, that was unbelievable. <laughs> I always did reference this. Huh? Did you guys see the streams? No. no. What? Jim's, the steak place on yeah. South Street. Yeah, Jim's at Second and South is is currently. Uh, they're they're fighting a fire there, unfortunately. No, wow. no, yeah. It's my favorite place, in fact. Me so, too. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Shout out to to. to it was one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm really sorry to hear that. I hope everybody's all right. Oh my man. goodness. Yeah. Sorry. It's terrible. I saw some of the uh, some of the news stuff before we came on the air. It's uh, it's pretty scary looking, man. So yeah, all the best. But I'm with oh, you, Barry. If I there's a lot of great cheesesteak places in in Philadelphia. Yep. Yeah, I, I love Jim's. I love Jim's on South Street, man. Yeah, me too, bro. that's my so favorite. You know, I, my favorite. I'm, I, I've been here 25 years, but to me, you know, you know, I know people may argue this. To me, the the bread makes the sandwich as much as the yes. meat and everything else. 100%. In, you know, hundred percent. Some yep. people do the cheese steaks, and the roll is like, man, I don't, uh, I don't like this. You know, mm-hmm. but yep. but when you talk about places like Jim's, Tony Luke's, uh, Gino's, Del Sandro's, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the bread, man, it's like. Okay, and it's nice and soft. It's not real yes. hard, you know. Oh man, I love it. Love it. Game changer. Bread's a game changer. Yeah, there's a place called Molino's in South Philly. Molino's has the best uh, subs in the world. You get you a um, mm. uh, uh, Dela, uh, not Delano, but uh, you get you a Molino's hoagie with with a okay. turkey hoagie. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. And they only serve it from from they only serve it during like a three or four hour period. Oh really? You know you're a good place. They only it's only open from like. Right, yeah, you, you know, must kill it during those hours if it, if you yes, have a small window like that. Exactly, exactly, okay. exactly. Okay, good, wow. good. Well, listen, all again, all the best to, to the folks, and and we're we're praying for you. Prayers up for sure. Um, all right. So I wanted, to, I thought this would be kind of cool, guys. We we did a sort of something along these lines, um, earlier. But oh, but let me throw one more thing at you, Barrett. One of the other recurring themes here is some of the older guys really mentoring the younger guys. Yes. And I know that happens a lot, but I, but look, we all know there's also players who, who are insecure and don't want guys stealing their jobs and all that. I'll start with this one. Kelsey today talked about how unbelievable, and he wasn't the only one, Lane Johnson did too, how unbelievably athletic and smart Cam Jurgens is. Like Kelsey was basically like, yeah, that's the dude I, I saw on film and why I, I recommended him to the Eagles. But Lane was also like, this dude reminds me of Kelsey, man. Like he got really high praise today, Cam Jurgens. Well, put it like this: I did not know that he wasn't practicing during the team periods because he looked that good. Mm. He looked that good out there, snapping the ball, getting up on a second level. Um, head placement was 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 impeccable. This yeah, he's a national dude too. You know what I'm saying? He's mm. he's gonna he's gonna bring his lunch pail to work every day and, and fight you every single play. And that's what you love in a player like that. You know, so you can definitely see that he's gonna work very very well once Kelsey starts. Um, Kelsey feels like he wants to to hang him up. Yeah, and uh, by I'm the way, you, know, these guards better make sure they get on their stick too, because he could come in and play guard. Also. I, I didn't I say that when they drafted him. I yes. said yep. there's a possibility they can move this kid to guard and get him in the lineup sooner rather than later. Yep, yep. Yeah. So Sam, but, but I will tell you this though, Sam Malu look absolutely 
magnificent at the guard position too. Oh yeah, at, really? At okay. Right he looked really, really good, stable. Um, looks like he lost a little weight, cut a little weight, okay. moving quicker, looking a little more explosive. So it's not like you know um, the young guys will come in, jerks will come in and just take his position. Sayamalo looks the part. He looks like he belongs right there. That that right side is is, is, is looking pretty good. This line, really good, if they actually. stay healthy, man, could be nasty. I mean, it don't matter if they stay healthy or not because everybody's looking good. <laughs> yeah, no, they, good they, have, they, have a, they have a lot of great mentor slash coach slash players out there. The Brandon Grahams, the Lane Johnsons, the Kelseys, the Darius Slades that help teach Slade. young players. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they have so many good Fletcher, you know, uh, yep. Javon Hargrave. Uh, they have so many good teachers out there for these young players to make that transition or to get acclimated to Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen's system and what's expected of a man. You can't put a value on having an abundance of players out there coaching players up as well. You know, I've said this many, many years. There are a lot of times, and I think Barrett will attest to this, there are a lot of times players listen to other players better than they listen to coaches. Yep. It's so it's so true. It's, it's like when you tell your kid something, they listen 100%. to a friend – Hundred friend, a kid will tell a, a friend will tell a kid the exact same thing you're trying to beat into their heads. They don't hear you, or they want to. Or a friend's you know, parent it. will say it, and yes. they'll listen yes. to that. They won't listen to, yes. to what you you tell the kid. They, well, they want know, to debate you, you. Yes. Right, right, right. But you know, you know, it's a perfect example of that. Every single office lineman jumps the snap count, like Jason Peters did. They didn't learn that yeah, from, yeah. from 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 the office line yeah. coach. They yeah. learned that from JP. Huh. They learned a jump setting. From JP, wow. so I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, Coach Stout has acclimated it to the rest of the players, allowed them to do it. But all those players watch film, talk to JP on how to do that. Yeah. Even in drills, they do the same exact thing. If it's on set hut, all those players are going on. As soon as mm. that's, they're jumping, they're going. And you know, that's mm. just it's a testament to them listening to JP, looking up to JP knowing that J.P. eventually is going to be a Hall of Famer. And uh, they all mean they all do it. They all do it. And he loved being a mentor, by the way. Like I know people got kind of tired of the Jason Peters thing at the end, and he was, yeah, it was probably yeah. time for him to move on. But in addition to being a great player, he you ask Big V and, and a lot of those guys who went on to have, you know, leave and have success and get paid, a yeah. lot of it was Jason yeah. Peters. You know. And, yeah, but I'll funny. tell you, the, the overriding thing is that we're, that speaks to a good culture for this team. But, but go yeah. ahead there. Yeah, the funny thing is, Jason Peters, he didn't care much for talking to the media. But I can't tell you how many guys talked about the wealth of experience he relayed to them in terms of helping them be better to be better pro football players. You know, JP was an incredible teacher for a lot of these young guys here. You know, he wouldn't give you much when he talked to you on camera. You know, he wasn't going to say much. He was going to tow the company line. Every now and then, after a game, he would speak with emotion. Stuff, give you something that you could you hold on to, gravitate towards, using conversation for fo- post football shows. But you know, man, the dude, that the dude, it was a wealth of t- you know. He was never worried about anybody taking his position. He was always there for players, and I think players coming up behind him, like the Lane Johnsons and players like that, saw that and said, you know what, you know, I got my money, I've got my recognition, I've got my Pro Bowls. You know what, I want to keep this train rolling. You know, mm-hmm. we got to keep this train rolling. You know, so. And kudos for JP for instilling that in an offensive line group. Yeah, no, look, no question about. It. Hey, let me give you another one that I, I found interesting. We were talking about Hassan Reddick a little bit earlier. So EJ Smith for the Inquirer, 
who guest of the show a couple times. We've had EJ yeah. on. Hassan Reddick's up 12 pounds. He's up to 247 from 235. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he says, I, I, I'm, he was a 255 at one point. He said, I'm more comfortable right in the 247 range. I haven't lost any speed or any agility. And he thinks it's going to really work well for him this year. So that, that's kind of interesting. I mean, does that tell you he's going to be less in coverage, B, if he's up to, you know, put on 12 pounds there? Or does it not really calculate either way? It means he didn't want to get tossed around as easily. That 10 pound mm-hmm. makes a lot of a uh, sense, you know, if you're going to be playing a lot of four down on nickel situations where he's going to be rushing the passer, hmm. um, they're not going to put him in a lot. I mean, everybody's overblowing the, he's going to be back in coverage. You know, they didn't pay him to, to cover. They pay him to rush the passer. So they're going to try to get him in that position every time they can. There might be situations where he's stuck and he has to be that drop linebacker. But for the most part, he's going to be dropping. I mean, he's going to be, um, you know, Rushing the passer from that outside uh, Sam linebacker position. Trust me. Trust mm. me. I, I, I can also Yeah. I can see him in situations where they use him as a decoy, Barrett. He takes yeah. that first initial step like he's going to, to pass rush because the line is shifted to his side, you know, uh, and, and the strength of the line is shifted to his side. And all of a sudden, you got a back end like a Nicobe Dean or, you know, T.G. Edwards or somebody coming off the backside, um, you know, one on one coverage. And if they feel that guy can beat the guy on the other side, I can see them using that to their advantage as well. Same thing they did with James Harrison. Yeah. did the same James Harrison and Joey uh, Porter. A lot of times line would just slide the line to him the way they would have an offensive tackle manned up on him as opposed to having a linebacker or a tight end. But what gets you yeah. is that those circumstances right there where he can look like he's rushing, and as soon as they slide that line, that leaves one-on-one running back with, with, uh, one-on-one with the running back on a guy like BG or Sweat. You know, or even uh, yeah, or even yeah. Derek Barnett. You know, I, I, I like those odds even better than um, having Hassan Reddick on the tackle. Yeah, I I think this is a really talented roster, man. I, I mean, Absolutely. I it just I mean, you think uh, about too. the amount of different players that we're talking about here who, who really potentially are going to make an impact: defensive line, offensive line depth. We haven't even talked about AJ Brown. We haven't talked about Devontae Smith. We haven't gotten into any of that stuff yet. Uh, you know, there's. There's really no excuse for not to this not to be a really good team, especially when you consider this schedule. They should they have they should enough. Be, yeah, they definitely have enough. You know, you, you look at their roster. Howie's done a great job of bringing guys together, and now it's up to the coaches now to to have those guys mold and be um, who they want them to be uh, as far as players. And a lot of the earth, you know, I talked to Shane Steichen today. He likes what he has. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He likes what he has. Anytime you can have a coach be. Uh, in a position where he feels comfortable with the players he have, and it's nothing for him to go out there and, and, and get plays going to, to really maximize their potential as players. You have players in the building. That's that's half the battle. Yeah, A lot yeah. of teams don't even have the players in the building to try to execute any type of scheme. That's right. That's right. They now have those type of players in that locker room that all they have to do now is just, hey, let me get these guys and put these guys in the right position so they can execute and be as good as they can be. They how, type of how active is is Sirianni on both sides of the ball and and or special teams too? Is is he is he almost strictly with the offense during these drills, or is he all over the place? All over the place, all over the place. Majority of the time he's with the offense, but he's all over the place. He's looking at everything. He's looking at special teams. He's looking at you name it. He's looking at it. So you know he'll be he's he's uh he's in a great position right now to um to really be that manager as a head coach, a managing um, 
delegating type of figurehead in this organization. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I'm good. I look. I have no problem with him turning that over and, and wanting to be able to concentrate on all all areas. I I I think it's a sign of security. The, yeah, the guy he, who, he talked. He talks to everybody, Rob. He yep. talks to everybody. He's already talking to the DBs, talking to the linebackers, talking to the old line. You know, what I mean, you leave guys alone. You know, what I'm saying, let them coach. But mm-hmm. you can delegate. You know, something not happening. You can go to, hey man, we got to get this going. You know, yeah. what are we doing over here? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, hundred percent, man. I, I so, I'm. Uh, I'm excited for this. All right, let me throw this at you guys because we did this a little bit earlier uh, in the year, but I want to do it again. I want to just kind of run a couple different names at you. Eagles futures, meaning do you think they'll be Eagles in 2023? Okay. Ooh. Miles Sanders. Is he back next year? I don't think he is. Rob, you can't just be throwing it on us like that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, All right, I'll, I'll let you guys think. I'll, I'll say I don't think so. Even if he has a good year, I don't think they're going to want to pay a running back that kind of money. I think he probably walks unless they get him on a crazy cheap deal in season if he starts the season off well. If not, I think he's gone. I think it's more likely he's gone than back. Yeah, I mean, I think, you're right, man. I think it's based on how many games he's he plays. I think it's based on the durability for this year. If it's similar to last year, I'll say no. If he can find a way to stay healthy for 17 games, and I'm not even saying a 1,000-yard rusher. If he has like 1,500 total yards, I think they'll find a way to get him in because he won't command high dollars. He won't command top dollars uh, like a lot of running backs will. You know, I shouldn't say a lot of running backs like some running backs will because the prices come down a lot for running backs in the National yes. Football League. So I'll say that if he has a decent year like that, 1,300, 1,500 total yards of offense. I think the I think because he's still a young player, mm-hmm. and he'll be in a he'll be in a third year Nick Sirianni system. I know they like him, you know, and I think they'll try to find a way to get him back in here. Okay, okay, that's interesting. All right, I'll yeah, throw it's another. It's really tough for me. Hold on. It's, it's yeah, really go ahead. Tough for, it's really tough for me because especially what I saw in practice today, uh, with you know they're just as comfortable with having, you know, other backs in there and not you know and and. When you when you look at that type of situation where if they're really really comfortable with going and, and and you know having guys you know run the rock like you know they did you know when you were comfortable with Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell to come in and you know you don't miss a beat that doesn't bode well for you it doesn't bode well for you. this is a contract year yeah. that means you have to go all out they're comfortable with putting um, Kenneth Gainwell in there they're comfortable with putting Boston Scott in there mm-hmm. and I tell you what. Jason Huntley looks just as explosive as ever now. Speed is there. So when you're that comfortable with the guys you have behind you, it's going to be tough mm. for you to get that money that you think you need and think you deserve. I'm with you. All right. All right. right. Let's. Uh, let me hit you another one. Fletcher Cox. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Fletcher's unique because can he get over – if he can get double digit, can he get double digit? That's um, gonna be tough, man. I think it's gonna be yeah. tough to get double digit for the next couple of years. You know, what I'm saying he he he's used to making double digits every year. Yeah. So how do you ask a man with you know the talent that he has to not want to get double digit uh money this year? Fletch, he'll he won't get as much money anywhere else that he'll get here. This, this is his best place to get that big money that he's looking for. Um, 
but you know he's gonna have to ball out. He's gonna have to show that he he, uh, he deserves that that money that you know he thinks he needs to pay. So does he have that ability? We'll see. Because I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think he see. wants to finish his career as an eagle too, which maybe yeah. you know uh, count discount a little less money because he got still got paid pretty well this year. What do you think, Derek? Yeah. For a long time, people thought Brandon Graham every year was gone. You know, and Brandon Graham is still here at the age of thirty-four. When the Eagles identify certain players they like because of not just their productivity, but because of their locker room presence as well. Now, now obviously, Fletcher is not as outgoing as right. a Brandon Graham, but he serves a purpose under two two coaches and Doug Peterson and now Sirianni. And both coaches have said the same thing, you know, and both defensive coordinators he has played under said the same thing. There are a lot of things that don't get put in the stats that we ask Fletcher to do. That don't that doesn't allow him to, to pile up numbers like quarterback sacks and tackles mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and so that's identifying that he has a specific value to this team in terms of how they build around him. If it comes down to hometown discount, yes, I don't see the Eagles paying him another fourteen million uh, to stay here and play. If he's willing to give this team a hometown discount, I think he'll be back. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's move on here. I, I think he's gone after this year. I, I don't think they drafted Milton Williams and Jordan Davis uh, to, to keep paying point. him a ton of money. I just, I just think it's, yeah, it's, it's probably time. I, I'll yeah. throw Cargrave in there then guys. Cause I, I think he's more likely than Fletcher to be back. Uh, and I think using, you know, the, the multiple fronts really helps him too. I, I think Javon Hargrave is in for a really big season, but so I, I think, think so. he's, yeah, go ahead. Barry. I think he's likely to be back next year. Yes. I think he is because He's played and flourished in both systems. The system he was with Pittsburgh is virtually the same um, system that he's going to play here uh, this year. Um, you know, you look at it, he's played the 3-4 system, which he has a two-gap. It took him almost half a season to convert into a one-gap, get up the field, create havoc type of player. Now he'll be able to go out and do both because he's done it consistently. And I think, you know, that really shows – his versatility as a player. So they're going to need him to come back. They're going to want him to come back. He's that good. That I think they will bring him back. Yeah. And they like having depth, man. I know that, you know, Davis and Milton Williams are there and there's others, but I, I think they like having that kind of depth. And I, a lot of that's going to depend on the contract. They gave him a good deal when they, when they signed it for Pittsburgh. All right, Jason Kelsey. Oh, I'm not making it easy on you guys today. Wow. No, you're not, not at all. That's, that's a curveball. You shouldn't. Even well, I think Jason, that one's totally in his court, but go ahead. Jason, yes. Jason Kelsey handpicked – Jason Kelsey personally handpicked who he feels his re- replacement should be. True. Um, based on what we've known, Jason Kelsey is the one that pushed Howie Roseman and the organization in the direction of drafting Jurgens. Kelsey has kind of alluded to the fact over the last three, four years he had contemplated retiring. Um, what's How old is Jason Kelsey right now? 34. I'll, I'll pull 34. it up. I think he's 34. So let's see. He he has his ring, has his money. Um, Jason Kelsey is at, at that point where he's going to start, like a lot of linemen, I want to enjoy a quality of life. I want to be able to play with my children. Uh, I'm leaning more towards this could be Kelsey Swan song. Okay, he is 34, by the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Barrett. I think this is going to be his, his last year. Um, like I said, he picked this heir apparent. Um, he uh, he's still having fun playing football. That's the only reason why he's playing now. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's having so much fun. 
But I say halfway through the year, when that fun stops being fun and it starts being, you're getting held, you're being held together by bubble gum and duct tape. Hmm. When you got to super glue your knees together, then things are going to change in his mindset. You know, like, oh man, you know, I don't know if I can do this another year. Hmm. You know, he's a smaller frame, he's a smaller frame than most guys. Mm-hmm. Can he do it? He's happy. He's, he's 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 having a great time right now. But will he be having that same great time halfway through the season when he's in that, you know, when he's in that weight room lifting because he can't afford to lose any more weight? Uh, when he has to go in the, in the treatment room and, and ice his entire body because it's about to fall apart. Is he going to be happy that the night before a game that he's, you know, he's he's taking, um, you know, stuff that, you know, to keep from hurting so much at night? Right. That's when things start to really um, become clear for you. Yeah. Real clear for you. Yeah, it makes you makes know. a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. All right, let's uh I got a bunch more. We'll table that. We might hit it a little bit later. We might hit it next week. I don't know. We'll see. But coming up, we have Mike Sealski. We'll jump around. We'll talk birds with Mike. Will the Sixers there's a lot of debate whether or not the Sixers arena is actually gonna happen at 10th and Market. We'll talk to Mike about that. We'll talk some Phillies. He's got a new gig. We'll get into that as well. So we got a bunch to do. Everybody take a uh, quick breath. We'll come back with sports take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let me tell you about my friends at ProAction Restoration. You got a home, you got a business, you have a property of yours, and you've experienced water, fire, smoke, mold damage to your to your to said property. You know how scary that can be, right? And you're not really sure exactly what to do. But ProAction are the people that take care of this. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I've gone through this personally, and I can tell you with their crew, they are professional, they're clean, they get there right away and they are reasonably priced. They also, and this is another great thing, they work in conjunction with your insurance company. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades, so they are more than reputable. Whether it's water, fire, smoke damage, mold remediation, you name it, they can handle it. Give them a call today, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the pulls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. on sports take on this friday hope you're doing well out there hope you have a great weekend in store i am rob ellis along with barrett brooks Derek gunn joining us now as if columnist from the inquirer author of the rise all-around phenomenal human being humorist on social media was not enough we're adding yet another title to mike sealski's uh resume here and that would be host at 94 wip he's going to join join jody mack all right i should actually join glenn glenn will be partnering with jody mack and mike mike you get the saturday shift i believe uh if i'm if i'm not correct if i'm not right wrong whatever i'm trying to say uh with glenn <laughs> obviously obviously i'm not hosting uh every uh saturday from 10 a.m to 1 p.m but mike congratulations man very happy for you thank you very much rob i appreciate that yeah um you know as I've tried to tell people uh, ever since this possibility came up, um, I'm very aware that and have no illusions about the idea that my size nine feet are going to fit into Ray Dittinger's Joel Embiid sized <laughs> shoes. Right, um, right. But uh, I'm going to just try my best to to meet the the standard of excellence that he set. I, oh, very, so the first thing honored. you need is one of these. Just get one of these and you'll be fine, Mike. Okay? <laughs> Let me show you something. One. All right, go ahead. Let this is a half dozen that are on my office in my office area behind me so i'm good to go you're already good good to go go. yeah you're fine you you won't have any problems but congratulations uh derek you're muted man go ahead come on Derek. i I know this is the first time you've done this let's go i said i said i said i think they picked the perfect compliment for glenn 
Thanks. I agree. Thanks, Gunner. I appreciate that. Um, I agree. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. You know, I, I, the thing is, I, I like, I think that show with Glenn and Ray was really unique in the market. Um, you know, this is probably being too simplistic about it, but it was almost kind of like NPR sports talk, if that makes sense. Like, you know, no manufactured outrage, just, you know, here are two guys who are really smart, who know sports, um, who are willing to talk about it and talk about some other things that, that interested people. Um, and I, like I said, I'm just hoping that I can, um, you know, come in and keep people interested and hopefully inform them, inform them and entertain them and entertain them to anything close at the degree that Ray did. It's catching mm. my inability to speak. Better, better, you, better, better, you better put a mask on. Mike, <laughs> you're catch um, yeah. Mike, let me, let me ask you this, man, a question for you, because there is a fine, a fine line between being a provocateur, someone who makes people think and react versus the manufactured faux outrage, hot take world, unfortunately, sadly that we live in, which gets rewarded sadly in the business that we work in. Um, how do you walk that fine line? I think Rob, you have to constantly remind yourself, um, what you believe in and remind yourself of what your job is supposed to be. Um, I've always looked at my job as a columnist as to make people think, okay, not necessarily, not at all to take a position that I don't believe in, but to reach them at a place where even if they disagree with me, they're at least going to listen to the argument that I'm making, right? I feel like, and, and I think you're, you're putting your finger on this, too many people in sports media nowadays don't try to persuade people. And this is true of media everywhere, right? It's all about kind of screaming and yelling and preaching to people who already agree with you. Yep. And I, I try very hard to say, okay, look, I'm just one person. Not everybody's going to look at the world the same way I do, but I'm pretty secure in how I view these things. I'm going to be open-minded to the possibility that I might be wrong. And so let me approach everything from that standpoint. And that doesn't prevent you from taking strong positions on certain issues, but I think it does help in terms of being able to, to meet people where they are and understand that, okay, even though you're in a position where you're supposed to give your opinion, your opinion might be wrong. So just deal with people and issues in good faith, and hopefully you'll be able to reach more people that way. Well said. Mike, that's pretty good, man. You know, because I, well I, I, don't, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I don't do what I do like that. I, I think I'm more so an analyst. So I feel as though I'm breaking down things and I'm, re, I'm giving you what my perception of what I saw was. So that's a, that's an interesting way to, to look at things because, I mean, I, I never thought of it in that capacity. I appreciate you giving that to me. No, I appreciate that, Barrett. And look, everybody's got their own jobs to do, right? Like that's right, the whole. Right nature of media nowadays is everybody works at different places. Um, those places have certain connections and missions that may be different from, you know, a place like the Philadelphia Inquirer or, you know, a media member like me. I, I really value my independence. I like being able to say what I want to say in the way I want to say it. And so I'm, I'm very grateful that a, the Inquirer has always let me do that. And B, now WIP is going to let me do that too. I'm not beholden to anybody. That doesn't mean that I'm going to rip for the sake of ripping or praise for the sake of praising. It just means that I can, I can deliver those opinions and messages on my own terms. And I really value that. Mike, do you worry about um, how will you engage with the callers? Because as you know, when it comes to radio in any format, 
you always have an abundance of callers who want to debate you, who think they know more than you. Um, when you when you have inside information, they're they're going to debate you. Do you do you worry about having to rein in the variations of emotions? Well, I'll say this, Gunner. Um, number one, it's Glenn's show first and foremost. He's the one right. with the thirty years in radio. So, right. I, at least initially, I'm just going to try to not get in his way. I'm going to do my best to to lend analysis and and be a partner to him. Right. And one of the things he told me right away was. Um, remember it's our show. So it's not the caller's show and, and their show takes, you know, many fewer callers than most other talk radio programs, at least in okay. Philadelphia do. So, okay. you know, we, again, we can kind of engage with them on our terms. I will say this, I am very prepared to hear from people, whether it's on the radio or on social media telling me you're no Ray Didinger to which my response yeah. is, yeah, no kidding. Um, you know, and I'm not going to try to be that. I would be silly of me to try to emulate Ray um, and try to be him in any regards. I can only be me right. um, and, and carry myself and respond in the way that I, I know how to. Yeah, I, I mean, I, Mike, I got to tell you, I've been in and I, thankfully not at Jacob Media for sure and not, you know, at WIP. But I've been in meetings with bosses at other places that I've worked where they would say to me, Okay, he's going to take one side. How about you take the other side, even if you don't believe it? And I have never, ever, ever been able to do that in my life. I would, and I'm not right. trying to do this to pat myself on the back, but I'm just telling you this goes on. And how about you, uh, you know, say something, just, just kind of stir it up. I'm like, I'll say something to stir it up if I believe it. If I don't believe it, right. I'm not going to. And it's sad right. in that a lot of people are willing to sell their soul. And a lot of people who have sold said soul get rewarded for it in our business. It is a shame. You're not one of them. I'm just, you know, I'm just telling you this stuff goes on, unfortunately. Oh, 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 Rob, it absolutely does. And I think, you know, we're talking about something quite honestly that is bigger than just us talking about sports. Yep. I mean, th this absolutely gets to the heart of the credibility of the media, so to speak, in our country. And, and mm -hmm. the idea that you are supposed to say things or write things in a certain way or publish things in a certain way to... Um, promote a narrative or to take the opposing side. And all that does is undermine people's trust and faith in what we're supposed to be doing. If, if all we're doing is arguing for the sake of arguing or taking a side or uh, promoting a narrative that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what's actually happening in the facts, then, you know, all these complaints about, oh, well, people don't trust the media. Yeah, people don't trust the media. And often it's our own doing in the yep. reason why they don't trust us. Amen. Exactly. Amen. All right, Mike, let's turn our sights to the Eagles here. Um, there is a, whether it's real or not, a lot of outrage about the short length of the practices. We had 58 minutes on Wednesday. We had a minute, or excuse me, an hour and 15 today. So they went a little bit longer. The Eagles say, look, we're, we're jamming a lot into that time. There's no wasted there's no fat on the on the fillet okay uh and we're looking at this for the long haul our people are telling us this is the way to go the third day you rest so to speak uh and you know ultimately it paid off for them last year with a lack of injuries where do you stand on it i don't know that there's any one formula to this you know i I met with Dick Vermeil recently for, for a piece I'm writing for the Inquirer, and nobody had longer, more grueling, more brutal training camp practices than Dick Vermeil did. But that was back in the 1970s um, and into the 1980s 
when training camp was actually for NFL players to get in shape. I mean, Barrett can speak to this, you know, even when he played in the 90s. You know, guys stay in better physical condition now. They don't have to work Absolutely. season jobs to make extra money yeah. or, or anything else. They are fully engaged and devoted to being professional athletes now. So how much more do you want them to do once training camp begins? Um, I, I, look, are there certain situations where I think a particularly brutal or grueling or more hardcore training camp would help teams? Yeah, there probably are situations like that. Are the Eagles one of them? I don't know. I think it depends on the makeup of a particular team. Are the guy, you know, you see story after story, year after year of guys getting together in an offseason. You know, we're going to Texas and Jalen Hurts is having all the wide receivers out here. And, you know, you see what guys do to stay in shape. Um, do, do they really need to be killing each other in training camp? I'm not sure anymore. Well, let me ask you this, you know, looking at um, how this team is constructed, where do you put it as far as if you rank – um, 2017, um, 2000, was it 2004? And, you know, this year's team. I'll tell you, it's not quite at the level of those camps, Barrett. Um, I mean, you, we were all there for those camps. I mean, first of all, 2004 was like a carnival because <laughs> right. of Terrell Owens. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, we all remember that one Friday morning when 25,000 people showed up at Lehigh to watch practice. Because Tio was there and Javon Curse had come in and expectations were so high. That, that training camp was unique in every regard. 2017 was interesting because you really did get the sense day after day that like, okay, this team really might be good. Carson Wentz looks like he's taken some steps forward. And Alshon Jeffrey, you know, is a better receiver than anybody else they've had. And they had those joint practices with the Dolphins. And you saw them go toe-to-toe in those practices and go, okay, they're deep and they're really good. Um, and I, I think this camp is similar, but not quite at those levels. There does seem to be a feeling amongst the players, you know, Brandon Graham said it on Wednesday, you know, we're, we're good. And we're no, we know we're good. Um, do I think that necessarily that means they're going to win the Super Bowl or, you know, win the NFC? No, but I don't think it would be completely out of the blue if that happened. And I think you're getting a sense of that in camp so far. Is it the quarterback? Cause you, you know, you mentioned, yeah. uh, Okay. All right. Yeah, of course. I mean, Barrett, it's like, it's like nobody's breaking any news here by saying the Eagles season comes down to Jalen Hurts. Like we all acknowledge it. We all agree. We all say it, you know, let week one against Detroit get here and, and let's see how he does because it's just the obvious answer. Like it's going to come down to him. Mike, do you find that it's a little bit more difficult to get closer to, to the younger players of today? You know, we all we all have been in the business long enough to know that, you know, players are smart enough to figure out, especially when they came from from small town environments to a big city. It would take them a while to get comfortable, but they were smart enough to figure out who they could trust, who they you know could say things to off the record. But today's player, man, it's a different breed of athlete. I agree with you completely, Gunner. Um, you know, a, a big reason for that is the way that access has been reduced and lessened by these teams. They don't want independent media, generally speaking, talking to players if they're not supervised, um, if they can help it. Um, you know, but that's, that's the environment we're working under nowadays. And when you have people like you, you know, like my colleague, Jeff McLean at the Inquirer, who are able to develop sources to under, you know, to get people to tell them things 
um, the, you know, give them an idea of what's really going on with a particular team. It's a much rarer thing. It's it's puts on display your skills as a reporter, um, and, and you end up, you know, it's it's interesting, right? Like I can remember years um, where I would try to get to know the younger guys on the team, in the mm-hmm. hopes that okay, if this guy's going to be around a while then he'll remember me and know who I am. And maybe I'll have, I'll develop a rapport with him to be able to talk with him about stuff. And he'll feel comfortable enough in me to share some things. You don't really get much of that opportunity anymore. And now it's the guys like Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham, who have been around a long time, who recognize familiar faces who have been around as long as they have, um, who are more apt to say the things that everybody's thinking and, you know, maybe pull you aside or use your name or just recognize that they recognize you related maybe to an extent here, Mike, but I wanted to ask you about this, but maybe it ties into what we're talking about right now. So the whole Kyler Murray thing, which was an an absolute clown show on a hundred different levels. So initially it gets leaked with this new contract that there's four hours of independent study, whatever you want to call it, a clause in his contract uh, per week. He reacts yesterday it wasn't even a scheduled press conference. He just, you know, went off. The, later that night, they remove it. This looks so bad on a hundred different levels. Number one, that you had to put that in there for Kyler Murray worries me about Kyler Murray. Number two, that you leaked it to somebody as an organization tells me you're a bit of a clown show as an organization, and that was reinforced by the fact that you then took it off the table. So, yeah, you got plenty of time to drink because there's a lot of layers to this one. Um, <laughs> They took it off the table. They took it's it's out oh, yeah. now. They took it, it out, out of his contract. Out of contract. Yeah, like this thing well, see, to me, Mike, looks awful a million ways, man. But it there, it, it, it goes does. to kind of what you're talking about. Yeah, go ahead, Gunner. It looked like you wanted to to jump. Yeah, in. I, I I just wanted to add, you know, and we discussed this yesterday. I don't think I don't think the team, somebody from the team, leaked this. I firmly believe every time a contract that does is it, done, it has to go to the league office. I think it's somebody in the league office who leaked this to one of their media snitches like an Adam Schefter or Tom Pelissar or somebody like that, more so than the organization itself. The organizations, for the most part, and I would say this is across the board in all four major sports, are very closed mouth about revealing anything that's structured within a contract. I think when we find out the numbers of what the contract is worth, you know, it comes from the league office or from the Players Association that have their 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 so-called favorites that they give this information to. So I I, I don't believe the lead, the lead, the team would leak this. I firmly believe somebody in that league office told one of these media types, and that's how it spread like wildfire. Could be. Yeah. Well, whoever leaked it, it doesn't reflect well on either party. No, it doesn't at no, it doesn't. all. And yeah, team or the player. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, exactly. And I was I was kind of monitoring social media and Twitter in particular about this last night. And I saw some people um, who are really smart, you know, plugged into the league saying how bad this makes the Cardinals look. And of course it does. But guys, Kyler Murray signed this contract. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I sent this out last night in a tweet. You know, it's as if the Cardinals said to him, um, you should be ashamed of yourself for not studying more. And yeah. by signing the contract, Murray said, you're right. I should be ashamed of myself. Yeah. Like he, you signed the deal. You acknowledged that this was something that you needed to do. Yeah. So, well, Mike, he goes on a rant last night, basically, you know, saying how almost ripping the media about it. Like, dude, you signed it. Number one. And number two, he's in a shirt that says easy money. He's in a shirt <laughs> that says easy money with the dollar yeah. signs. Yeah. Well, he said it himself. Sign he said it himself. He said it himself. He said, that, um, you know, 
he, he's the type of player that does better when he's out there on the field and he's, he's playing, he's being reactive instead of being, you know, focused in on that. You know, he plays better when he just reacts to it. But also, they have stats, they have numbers that whenever Call of the new Call of Duty comes out, his play reflects Call oh of Duty. Not, he, <laughs> his, his numbers oh get considerably worse oh. when Call of Duty comes out. Come All right, man. So two things to that, Barrett. Number one, shout out to my buddy uh, and dear friend Ben Spiegel of the New York Times. He was the one who broke, wrote that initial story in which Murray talked about how much he loves video games. And that quote that you mentioned, Barrett, uh, Ben's a Philly guy, so shout out to him. And then number two, I, I think about this in terms of framing Murray against Jalen Hurts, right? And I wrote about this in a column the other day. Like, they're almost like the inverses. It's like, you know... Kyler Murray and bizarro Kyler Murray, right? <laughs> Murray, Mur Murray is so physically gifted with the way that he can run and throw and all the things that he can do that the Cardinals are willing to give him close to a quarter of a billion dollars, even though they think he likes video games too much. Then you have Hertz, who nobody has any reservations at all about his work ethic, about the kind of person he is, about the kind of teammate he is. You know, he's a leader in the locker room. All of those intangible things, all of those boxes are checked. And yet all anybody wants to see is, is he going to, can he stand in the pocket and throw the ball over the middle of the field? Yep. You know, and, and there were occasions Wednesday where I was thinking of Gunner, to be quite honest, where there were passes hurts through that were a little bit late in seven on sevens and got intercepted. And all I could think of was, oh, you know, people want to doubt Derek Gunn's credibility when it comes to Jalen Hurts struggling in practice. But here's Jalen Hurts struggling a little bit to make these throws in practice. So um, it's just an interesting dynamic to me in terms of what people around the league and people who follow the league value most in a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Unbelievable. I, I started the show today because there were several reports that, that Jalen struggled today throwing the ball, right? At yep. Practice. Somehow, yep. when that's put out by certain people, nobody loses their mind. Gunner relays one OTA and people are – insane it's so weird what triggers people now it's just it's uh, you have a hard time getting a gauge on it and like mike i i i frankly do i don't know what the hell is happening half the time I, I have no idea rob i mean look look what happened this week with our friend jim salisbury at nbc sports yeah. philadelphia yeah like that yep. ki that kind of interaction the one that he had with nick castellanos that happens or used yes. to happen all the, all yes. the time in yes. locker rooms okay yes. And now that it gets thrown up on TV or, you know, not, not Social to make this media. about me. Yeah, yeah. But not, and not to make this about me, but I, you know, Jake Voracek called me a bleeping weasel and it's on TV in the Philadelphia area. And it becomes this huge thing. These kind of things used to happen in locker rooms and in post-game press conferences all the time. And because of social media, because I think because they are, it's conflict and it's giving fans what they think is an insight into what the athletes think of the people who are covering them, um, that it, th these things then blow up. It's like, oh, Cast is it? are you on Team Castellanos or you're on Team Salisbury? Oh, Sealski must be a weasel because Jake Voracek said it. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, if, if anybody, if, if any of the public knew that these kind of interactions are commonplace or used to be commonplace between athletes and media members, they wouldn't react the way that they seem to now. Interesting. I find it interesting how uh, let, me, let me correct that. I find it hilarious how people <laughs> think they know more than you do when you're there every day or you talk to people every day 
or you know, even when you're not there every day, you have people you can talk to that you trust. But they in, in the comments, well, unless you reveal your source, then it, it's not valid. Well, if you reveal your source, you don't have a source anymore or sources anymore. So that's why I don't even debate. You know, I just sit back and I laugh at all of it, man. You know, because you go, but if people get you to respond to them, it's like, I got them to respond. So they keep going. Right. Yes. So basically, you're just throwing more kerosene on the fire. It's, it's like emotional blackmail sometimes, Gunner. Like you don't yeah, have yeah. to respond. All they want you yeah. to do is respond. And you don't necessarily yeah. have to do that. Um, and look, you know, I I'm of the belief that somebody in my position, if I'm going to dish it out, I've got to be able to take it. Absolutely. And, and there's got to be a little bit of a give and take. But I don't have to respond to every single thing. Um, and and it, to kind of bring this full circle, it, it comes back to what we were talking about at the outset of our conversation, where there are, there are so many media outlets out there now each with their own agenda and mission and audience that they're trying to hold on to that you don't know what standard you're being held to, right? Like, right. you know, there's a difference between what I'm doing and what an Eagles or Flyers or Sixers fan website might want to do. Now, it doesn't mean that there isn't valuable content that those sorts of sites aren't producing. They are often producing very valuable mm -hmm. content. But they are, for example, also more apt to look at a guy like James Harden as being completely unselfish and generous for saving the Sixers $15 million under the salary cap this coming right. season, when I'm more apt to look at it and say, yeah, but he ended up with more guaranteed money in the deal that he just signed than he would have last season. So, you know, let's cool our jets with the generosity and the, you know, the, the, the heaping praise on him because he's so unselfish. You know, it's about dollars and cents, and and th there's more going on here than just James Harden doing a solid for the Sixers. Mm -hmm. And Mike, where do you uh, speaking? I've been staying on the Sixers for a minute. There, there is a lot of debate that that and people saying they don't believe that they're actually going to end up with an arena tenth in market. This, there's a lot of you know back and forth. Some ploys being. Do you think ultimately? And I know we're talking nine years, so it's man, it's forever from now. But do you think there will be one there? Or do you think it'll be at another location? If, if I were a betting man now, Rob, I would say no. I would say another location. Okay. Um, I really would. I've, I've heard the theory floated. You, you kind of made a veiled reference to it, the idea that if this doesn't work out uh, at 10th and Market, then they'll just, you know, build an arena in Jersey, you yep, know, Camden. because, the, you know, the headquarters are already in Camden. Uh, New Jersey has shown a willingness to give them the tax breaks that they want uh, for that, for the practice facility and then maybe for a full-fledged arena. Um that's kind of how I come down on this. I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical anyway that a downtown arena at 10th and Market uh, would necessarily be the best thing for the city. I'm a mm -hmm. believer that that sports complex down in South Philadelphia is terrific the way it is. Yes, um, it is. You know, mm -hmm. and I think the suburban dollars, to be quite honest, is a thing that very few people, you know, when we talk about this, very few people yes. talk about this. The suburban dollars are more easily gettable if you have an arena that is accessible to I-95 and the Schuylkill Expressway. Gunner yep. lives in Delaware. He can get there. Yep. I live in Bucks County. I can get there. Rob lives in Delaware County. He can get yep. there. Barrett, I have no idea where you live, but I'm sure you can Jersey, get there. Right there you go, Jersey. Jersey. We got it all covered. You know, all four <laughs> yeah. points can get to South Philly very easily. Yes. It's not true of 10th and Market. And, no. you know, it, never mind all the public transportation issues and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And, and, the, and, the, and the infrastructure. Right on. What about the roads infrastructure, man? There's too many narrow roads in that area, man. I mean, it's not conducive to the influx of people you have getting in and out of there. And think about when you have not just not just 
NBA games, if they're smart, concerts, other big events down there, you know, how much how much land are they willing to take? You, the access to parking, it doesn't well, make sense. Well, you, you've put your finger on something really important, Gunnar, which is that you've heard this analogy made um, with the new comparing the new arena to the possibility, you know, it'll be Philadelphia's answer to Madison Square Garden or the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. The problem is with that analogy is that taking public transportation and as somebody who worked in New York for three years and lived in New York, Jersey for two, I know this taking public transportation is woven into the culture Yep. of the New York, Northern New Jersey region. People yes. do it all the time. It is, yes. it, very, very, it is very, very convenient. Its tentacles go everywhere. Philadelphia is not like that. And, and the changes and that would have to be made to SEPTA and to the regional rail and all that sort of stuff and the money that would have to be poured in, th that seems strikes me as a huge stumbling block. Go ahead, Baron. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, just we, we just talked about it. All four sports being in one area. That's the that's that's kind of the game plan, which you see other cities starting to do now. You know, everybody, everybody's right there in the same, exact same place. They can use each other's parking. They're right there. To me, that's just, the, you know, that's that's the best scenario for all four teams. I'm with you, Barrett. Go ahead, Gunnar. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, but and what makes it so perfect the way it is now? Look at the width of the streets. Look at Patterson Street, 11th Street. Look at the look at the, the accessibility, as you alluded to earlier, Mike, right there off a, a major interstate. You know, it's the perfect case scenario. And then why would you spend X amount of millions of dollars just a few years ago to renovate one arena if you're now going to funnel billions of dollars into something else? And I know there's a 10-year difference, but why would you even put that kind of money into the, into the present and the past right. if this is your mindset for the future? Yeah, I mean, and think about other, you know, other cities with downtown arenas. Like I think about Pittsburgh, for instance. Their arenas, you yeah. know, what was called yeah. Heinz Field and yeah. um, PNC Park, they are easily accessible from the highways, yep. you know, close yeah. to Pittsburgh. Yep. It, you, you get in, you, you can get in and get out. And if you want to go downtown, that's great. But you are very easily able to get on 579 and, you know, yep. start heading east again if you want to. Um, and, and a downtown location in Philadelphia just would not have that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well said. Well said. Mike, listen, all the best with the new gig. Uh, we're looking forward to it. You and Glenn Mack now. Yes, there you go. Glenn, golf Congrats. clap for Gunner. Uh, <laughs> in addition to your work at the Inquirer, of course, The Rise, your, your great book on Kobe Bryant, man. We wish you all the best with everything. We Absolutely. love having you on the show. And uh, have a great weekend. Thanks for your time today, man. Guys, I, I appreciate you all so much. Thank you. Anytime you need me, I'm here. You got it. Thank Take you, care, Mike. Mike. All right, you, thanks a lot. Yep. Yeah, that was that's good. I had somebody. If I, you guys saw me hop off for a second, somebody yeah. pounding on my door, man. I don't know what the heck was going on. So anyway, I got it. We're good. <laughs> We're all good. Uh, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, it's funny. What I love about one of many aspects I love about what we do is, is we can pop on and off. We pop on late, and, and it just keeps going, man. It just uh, you just keep it rolling. You know, yeah. you don't. Stop. Always, there's always two clowns that go out there and keep keeps the circus going that's what it is amazing oh, yeah. hey let me Absolutely. just one thing in the chat so joe mm -hmm. suggests hey you just add extra trains on game days joe here's what i would tell you and i don't know where joe's from if joe's from philadelphia or somewhere else the the i'll say this as respectfully as i can septa is not up to, to speed okay yeah now yeah if they're willing to step it up put the infrastructure in the, the teams are in the city and make the trains better and more safe to ride on 
then that's a different story. But right now they're nowhere near close. Like people are doing comparisons to what it's like in other cities and other countries. It, it's not well done right now. And Joe's from Wayne. No. It, it is not well done, Joe. I, I and trust me, I took I took step that a lot almost every day when I went to Temple. When I when I worked the Wells Fargo, I would take whatever. I I, I took it quite a bit. Um, but it was it need they need to be better. They just need to be better. It could work if they are better. Yeah, but they're who, not good but, enough. But who wants to take public transportation in and out of the city at night? That's you know, not that's, that's a, a problem right there. That's, that's a, a huge problem. You're talking about a Sixers game over by 9 30, 10 o'clock. 10, and then you got to stand in a long line and wait to get on the train. And, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people that are fearful of doing that right now. Yeah. And you and, have to clean everything up, man. You have to clean it up. You, know, you need me. to hire more, you need to hire more policemen, more security just for that. Yeah. And, and again, you know, Nell says, y'all scared of SEPTA. Well, Nell, no, not necessarily, but like, if it depends what the situation is, man. And you got older folks too, who it's tough for them to get on public transportation. There's a lot of things to, to be considered here when yeah. you're talking about this. And again, look, they may up their game and if they up their game, it can make it a little bit easier. But it, in, and in terms of the locale of 10th and market, it is more of a challenge than just being spit off of 95 or 76 Absolutely. like it is at the sports complex. Anyway, well, but I think it's an interesting uh, interesting discussion, that's for sure. Good stuff with well, Mike there. Go ahead, I guess, um, you know, like I um, like yesterday, I, I sent you guys a text yesterday about, you know, I I, I own a um, staffing agency yeah. down in South Philly. Yep. Do, and, do you have uh, that picture? I don't mean to cut you. Do you have that picture? People need to see this. Do you um, have the picture? Give it, send I, it to I, I Xander. It to you I, I well, you know what? Let me see if I can get to Xander real quick. Xander has it. Xander, if you could put that picture up because that that is frightening, and your right. and I saw your wife your wife posted on Facebook about well, t- how, tell people what we're talking about. Yeah. Before. Well, you know we have a staffing agency, so we have uh, vans that we take different people out. We go visit um, some of the families that we support. Um, you know some of our clients that we support, and um, my uh, my uh, one of my workers. They were going to drop off some paperwork to one of our clients and then drop some food off to another client and go pick up something from another client. But um, our office manager and two of our employees had just drove to the um, office to pick up another client, I mean, another um, one of our workers. In Philly? And, yes, in, in South Philly, actually. You okay. know, South Philly. So they have the company van. They pull the company van in. And one of the client, well, one of our employers said, "Hey, I gotta use the bathroom. Hey, let's go in and use the bathroom, get something to drink, and then we'll leave out." So everybody jumps out the van, goes inside. They go inside. Not even a minute later, they hear a shooting. Pow, 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 pow. They come back. You know, so they wait a little bit, five minutes. They come back out, and when they come back out, they look at the van. There's a gunshot hole in one of our company vans. That's the company van right there. The gunshot That's scary. Hole. Now, my office manager was driving. Where that bullet went in, it went straight through where, you know, where the uh, top of your seat is and that, and yeah. that um, well, it was up a little bit and it went straight through where that's, um, the, where, where you, in between the seat and then hit the back, um, back seat and went through the back seat. So that might've killed two of my employees, went straight through the neck of, of my office manager and then into the chest of one of my workers for my company, um, Russell Turner Services. Right. So that shot right there could have killed two people. Yeah. What if they hadn't that's, got up? That's frightening. Yes. Yeah. What if they hadn't got up and went into the bathroom? So you're asking to move with, uh, uh, you know, a sports complex down there. I mean, it's, it's tough. It'll be tough, man. 
Um, not saying the city doesn't deserve it, that things can change, but things got to change first before we do anything. Here. Yeah, and and, it, and this is, uh, it, you know, we can forget about arenas and sports for a minute. It's just you see the amount of killings that, that are going on in our yes. city, wild, wild yeah, west. around yes. the world, the country. It's yes. it's there's just a, a lack of regard for human life, man. It, it's, it's getting it's, a lot worse instead of better. Yeah, it's really. Well, they were done. They were done. I mean, that could have really been. What if they had the guy? I'm talking about not even a minute after they went inside the building. Yeah, they hear the gunshots. And then they come out to see that. I mean, they were shook. They were shook the rest of the day. I don't blame them. Shook. I don't blame them one bit, man. All right, so uh, let, let's step aside. We'll we'll get it back to the, uh, the to the fun and games. We'll continue with the uh, with the Eagles talk. Barrett's impressions from what he saw today at camp. He was down there today. We'll continue to talk about that. Hey, uh, news on a former Eagle who is hanging it up. We'll talk about that as well. Phillies had a a very interesting win. Last night, it looked like it was cruise control, and it wasn't cruise control all of a sudden. So we'll discuss we that go. as well uh, a little later. I'll give you an update on Charles Barkley and whether or not he's staying put at TNT. We will talk about that as well. We got a lot in store for you, so don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. All right, so it's time for me to tell you about Razor technology, and in particular, identity management. All right, so with cyber threats like ransomware on a seemingly endless uptick and the risk of a breach or data loss higher than ever. The need to know just who's accessing your networks, your systems, and your applications is a mission that is critical. Identity management from Razor Technology is a holistic framework of policies and technologies that lock down access to the right users for only the right reasons. We deploy cutting-edge solutions that identify, authenticate, and monitor access across your entire IT system Razor Technology determines how users gain identity into your system, what roles they need to fill, and enforces access controls with network protocols, digital certificates, behavioral analysis, and secure authentication methods. Talk to Razor Technology today to learn how to identify management and how they can reduce the risk of data breach while avoiding costly errors and downtime due to lack of access. Contact Razor Technology at 866 797-3282. That's 866-797-3282. Or visit us online, razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story. And the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Hi, welcome back in, everybody. Whoa, Barrett, whoa. sing. Sing for us, Barrett. You guys are doing well out there. Thanks for hanging with us on Sports Take on this Friday, Jacob Sports Network. And, of course, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. We've been talking a lot of birds in the early going as Barrett was down there today for their, I guess, second practice on the field. They had a walkthrough yesterday. They will be practicing tomorrow as well. Barrett will be there as well, so we'll – He'll keep us up to speed on everything. You know, uh, let's, let's also let's, let's also clear this up when they say a walkthrough. It, it's not necessarily what you would call a walkthrough. It's, it's like a run through, okay, sprint through. And um, when they say it's, it's, that's why you heard Jason Kelsey. Just Kelsey, Kelsey said today that you know you see a lot of kids. You know, like these players when you get to walk through, they kind of zone out. They're not really paying attention. Well, the kids that do pay attention, they can learn a lot from it. Um, therefore, yesterday you heard, uh, you know, cornerback, um, what's his name, um, big play Slay say those walkthroughs are a wealth of information because they give you the adapt, you know, they give you the opportunity to say, all right, this happened, and I'll go through the walkthrough. Or right, what if this happens? Can we do this? Can we try this? Where is this guy supposed to be at when I'm doing this? Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They go through and walk through different scenarios. They see how they can stop this, see what techniques you use to get to a point where they're supposed to be in. Those are all things they get these walkthroughs. Officer linemen talk about combination blocks that they can have, um, that they can execute. Can I stop this play you know, before we get to the play? If I see this look, can I have this, this guard blocked down and I pull around as Gation Kelsey and get to the second level as opposed to trying to slip block to the second level? Um, level to that you know that, that um, linebacker's just already out of position he's already outflanked you if you had that guard uh, block down and pull around those are all things um, that they need to work on you know and that's what they get and that's what they accomplish during these walkthroughs yeah and, and I will say this Barrett and, I, and it didn't come off to me like players just giving you the party line but every player and and a couple of co- Gannon today Jonathan Gannon were like I know they were almost saying like I know what you guys think a walkthrough is but there's we're doing a lot here like you know and again I know you know, we could always debate how much time they're spending on the field and they should be, it should be a little bit more physical and all that. But it does sound like there, it's a lot, there's a lot more to it than just, hey, go run, go, you know, run, run a post and, you know, right, run right, short. Right. And, you know, right, there's real right. stuff happening there. So, 
Uh, you yeah. know, hey, stream everybody. I'm gonna try the next point. I'm gonna try to see if I can get something else to work. <laughs> Evidently, this mic isn't working too well. Uh, my apologies. Sure. A, lot, a lot of comments that you sound like the captain of a, you know, the pilot of a plane. Right, or, or the hey, we're coming, we're coming in for a landing. Let's get our seatbelts on, everybody. Kevin Zavar said, poor Bear sounds like an old AM radio station today. <laughs> <laughs> it does. That's a good one. That's a good one, yeah. Or it's uh, weather today in, uh, in, in Charlotte. Bear, you know. Barrett, I wonder if you can get a connection up. too, yeah. Barrett, because sometimes when you move your head a certain way, it will come in clear, and then it will go back to what it sounds like now. I don't like know. This. That like does this. sound better, actually. See, it yeah. sounded a lot better when you did it. Yeah, wow, that's like weird. This? Like no, the this. other way. You would go the almost like in a profile. Yeah. Yep, right that there. That way right there? Yes. Yep, sounds uh, much better. I wonder what that is. So now I'm you're going to have a stiff like neck. This. you got to do the whole show yeah. like this in a profile. Uh, well, set. guys, you know, I really think this, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Um, all right, so let's... Uh, I want to touch on a little Phillies because it was a weird game last night, guys. So they bottom line is they won. Okay, they took care of business. They beat the Pirates, which they should do. They should at least win three out of four. Um, and Zach Wheeler pitched very well. He got a little tired in the seventh, but nonetheless, he went seven innings, gave up two runs. He had a very this thing. He was on this was the game was on cruise control. Phillies are up eight two yep. going into the ninth inning, and Rob Thompson thinks, all right, you know what? If there's a good time to get. Uh, jury's familiar and it's probably now with a six run lead you know don't want to use him in any kind of high leverage situations so he puts him in there familia ends up going guys a third of an inning four hits five runs yep. a walk what? 19 pitches oh yeah. yeah and sir anthony has to go in and close the door last night and the phillies win eight seven in a game that was a sweat that should have been like feet up and this game's over and i'm chilling enough familiar cut him yes dfa oh. release oh. him get rid of him he Here sucks okay he sucks it's over he stunk all year this is this is unacceptable <laughs> you had to burn sir anthony last night in a game you had no business burning him in and, right, and you know right. and he may not be available one game this series that's tight because familia stinks and he stinks he stinks <laughs> let's see rob went after Girardi. Rob went after, let's see, Knavel. Yes. Let's see, Rob went after Castellanos. Okay, tell me where I'm wrong. Castellanos is is starting to hit. Oh, come on. He's starting to hit. We're going to throw the parade because he had two hits last night. I didn't say a a parade. I mean, he's gotten a hit. Like, I don't know how many games there are. I've seen every night for the last four or five days, Castellanos, one hit, one hit, one hit. It's better than what he was doing. I, he has been better, but he, what do we? He's better than what? He was better than right, like plant right. life, uh, you know. I, I mean, ah, <sighs> uh, Rob, it's a good thing you're not managing. You're not a general manager of the Phillies. I'm watching everybody the ninth be last gone. Night. I'm telling you, I, I that ninth was driving me freaking crazy, man. Uh, anyway, it, all right, I, so they I, win. You know, um, Rob has tainted me so badly, Barrett, that for the last, I would say, five or six weeks. When I watch a Phillies game, when I do nightly, I don't just watch the game. I'm saying to myself, in certain situations, I wonder what Rob is doing right now. <laughs> right, right. I wonder if Rob has, jacket. has he they thrown a glass. Yeah. Has he thrown a glass through a window? Did he yeah. put the dog? He, did he lock the dog in the crate because he doesn't want the dog sitting next to him while he's intensely I watching the baseball game? I don't want her to see it. I don't want to put her through the pain of watching it. That's why I, I put her in another room. <laughs> I always think, and don't let a defensive error come up. Oh, I say he oh lost, my goodness. He, 
He's oh. lost. He's, oh, he's, he's lost. He's on. A, he's down a deep end right now. Yeah, you guys don't are lucky. You don't want to be around oh, me. It's not pretty, man. I, I will tell. I was, and I was. I, so I watched up until the ninth, and I'm laying in bed watching the ninth. I'm flipping between that, and I was watching the Derek Jeter thirty for thirty, the captain or whatever. Uh, and I'm like, I got to stay with this now. Like, I can't turn this off because of what this guy's doing. <laughs> It was unbelievable, man. It was it was unbelievable. But okay, so a couple. Let's go positive. Positive is Gibson pitched well, or uh, excuse me, Wheeler pitched well again. Wheeler, yep, which he always seems to do. Um, Bohm again coming through, two for five RBI run scored. He's got a thirteen game hit streak, guys. He's hit safely in twenty two of twenty three games. Yep, he's had a hell of a year. Uh, for them, uh, props to them. When they score four runs or more, they're a machine. They're 24 and two in the last 26 games, 43 and 16 overall. So that's kind of their key. If you can get above that four run mark, uh, you know, they're going to win. Um, but I give them credit too, because they really jumped on Pittsburgh early. They got three in the first inning and it looked like it was just going to be, you know, re- real easy sailing. Unfortunately, what happened in the ninth, but overall, I thought it was a good game. You know, you had one little blip, but all in all, they did what they were supposed to do against a bad team. Well, everybody well, in the lineup I, I, got a base hit. You know, yeah. everybody got a base hit. Rob, your guy Castellanos, by the way, three for five, one run scored, one RBI. There we go. That's not even good enough for you. No. He was three for five, Rob. Okay. He was you the best like, hitter in the lineup. Let me see more. Uh, oh, you my like Derek Hall in, 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 in the DH? Uh, Hall had a really good game, too. Look, I give him credit. You know, I, I, I keep sort of waiting for the big fall off with him because it took him so long to get up here, but he's done a really nice job for them. I, I give him a lot of credit. I do. I think he's he's played well. See that, Derek? Wow. <laughs> Cheers. No, Cheers, Derek. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm not going to get through to Rob. I just can't he, get through he, to him. He he spells his name the right way? You spell what? You spell the wrong way, Derek? The, it's uh, D-A. Wrong, it's D-A-R. Wrong. I-C-K. Number one, I'm much older than him. So traditionally, <laughs> it's D-E-R-R-I-C-K. When as we've gone through the years, you got people spelling it now: D E R E C, D E R E K, D A R R C K. Yes, and I'm like, how dare they? How dare they mess up the spelling of your name? I know. Disrespectful, dog. This uh, speaking of that, did you guys see Robbie Anderson wants to go yeah. by R O B B I E, not Y? Now he said it looks better. It looks really? better. He likes the way the I E looks. As Look. someone who, when I was a kid, was Robbie, I spelled it I E. It's about did time you? he can, and I'm much older. Not really. I'm older than Robbie Anderson. I'm so why did so why did you spell it with IE? That's just the way my parents. I don't know. Oh, there was no explanation okay. really. It okay. was just that's what it is. Um, but I'm like, this is what. How old is Robbie? He's like 30, and he's changing yeah. his. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, weird. just catch the ball, that man. You catch the ball. It's just the guy in the back of your jersey that people yeah. worry about. Who cares? They're not worried about you know how you spell your first name. You know what? That's like a guy that I went to school with. Well, I didn't go to school with. I played against him when I was in um, high school. Uh, he went to Rashawn, running back. He was Butler by note. Oh, I remember him from Ohio State. Butler, yeah, Butler by note. He went He went to Ohio State running back, really good running back. He gets to Ohio State, and he gets French. He becomes French. By note, Butler by no take. I'm like, who is this dude? Where the heck did this come from? Yeah, I'm like, That's come great. on, man. Butler he by he no was take. by he was by note in high school. I never knew that. Butler by note. Yes, <laughs> Butler by note. Then he gets to, he gets to college. He's Butler by no take. My name is 
Hey, Vanote did sound better. I mean, it, let's admit it. it I do kind of like. <laughs> it, I agree. It rolls off the Seriously. tongue a little bit more. I mean, Vanote. Yes. Come on, man. Vanote. Yes. That's it a, if you're French, like, even if you're Spanish. a mediocre player, you're, you're better if you're yeah. Vanote than if exactly. you're Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're wondering, is it French? Is it Spanish? See, it's a conversation. Yeah, piece. I agree. I agree. I, I think you're right. I think that in that case, good move by Note. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'll give you a good one. Joe Theismann was Joe Thiesman. When he was at Notre Dame and yeah. he was up for the Heisman his uh, senior year, their sports information director, th- again, this was his senior year. So people knew what his name was. He said, we're going to change the, the pronunciation of your name to Theismann to rhyme with Heisman so you can try and win the Heisman trophy. But his name is Thiesman. Joe Thiesman. That's right. Yeah. Wow. It changed, it changed the senior yeah. year at Notre oh, yeah. Dame. Yeah. And, and it was forever Thiesman after that. And he won. And he won it, right? I don't know. I don't think uh, – did he win it? I don't think I he think did. I think he won it. Oh, man. It might have been Jim Plunkett that year. I don't even know, to tell you the truth. I don't I don't think he – let me see. You know, that's really crazy, man. That's really crazy. Yeah. I know. To, I know. You know, I, 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 all I know is I was named after my grandmother's – Jewish doctor. Was that right? That, that birthed my father. His name was Dr. Barrett. Okay. So he comes out, and my dad becomes Barrett, and I'm Barrett Jr. Wow. That's interesting. That's a, but that, you, that's a cool name. I like the alliteration. I like Barrett Brooks sounds cool. That's a cool <laughs> name. It sounds like I'm supposed to be making money. It does. I, I, you sound I, like I, a I, banker. You sound like right. a really well-to-do banker. Yes. I just screwed. I just screwed my name all the way up. Dude. I, <laughs> I haven't made any money. There like a couple dollars. All right. So thighs. I just looked it up while while you were recounting your your story there. He he came in. He 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 would not win it. He was second to Jim Plunkett, who won it that year. So Plunkett won it at Stanford. Uh, the Notre Dame publicity. The SID. His name was Roger Valdesari. And he changed the mm. name of, of Thiesman to Thiesman, and he finished second. Boy, there's your useless fact for the day. <laughs> it's funny to say that the Sterling Sharp, when I worked with him, Sterling would call him Thiesman. Yeah, and they and he and he would call um, Favre instead of Favre. He would call him Favre. 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 That was in uh, something about Mary. That, that's yeah, how they. Favre. Yeah. That's how Ben Stiller <laughs> pronounced his name. Brett Brett Favre. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that is, that is crazy. But anyway, so they, all right, so the Phillies win. St. Louis was off last night, so the Phillies gained a half game. So they're tied. Technically, the Phillies have the tiebreaker, uh, and they're back at it tonight. And, again, it's three more games against a really bad team. Pittsburgh's 19 games under 500, So the Phillies should be able to make some hay here. Um, the next two series actually are pretty easy for the uh, for the Cardinals as well. So the Phillies do need to win these games and, and take care of their business. So good news. Good news last night. Absolutely. With the win. Um and then, you know, we'll see where that goes tonight. All right, so when we come back, we're going to dive a little bit more into some of uh, what Barrett's sights and sounds were today. But we're going to look at the NFC East, guys, and look at who could potentially bounce back in the NFC yep. East. 
An example could be somebody like Carson Wentz, but you know, we don't, we don't, we could run through, you know, there's a bunch really on the Eagles, on the Giants, on the, on Washington, on the Cowboys, et cetera. So we'll run through that and we'll get into some of the best receivers in the NFC and the AFC. So don't go anywhere. And also, as I mentioned, a little news on an, on a former Eagle who is now hanging them up. So we'll talk about that as well. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are sports take on this Friday. Don't go anywhere. Back with some more football. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Mike check, Mike check. You guys hear me? Yeah, sounds good. Much better. Much better? Okay, good. Only took you two hours. Nice. All right. Can't be satisfied, can you? I know. He can't just say, good job, way to work on it. No, no. He's got to take a shot. Nope. Nope. Not right. But it does sound way better, Barry. Good job. Okay, okay. I'm just trying to please the stream, man. I know. I'm trying to please the stream. That's why we're here. What did you do different? 
I went and got another mic. See, this is this new wave stuff they got up here at NBC. That's a little mic thing, you know. But uh, hey, yep. it's not like old conventional. There you go. Old school. I yeah, like old it. School. I like it. Uh Ryan Kerrigan is retiring, guys. He's retiring as a, a Washington whatever we're calling hey. it at this point, a football player. Uh he, some would say he was retired last year, <laughs> but he's officially oh. retiring this year. He actually did play well in the playoff game, so, but, you know, he, he, was, show a, up he was a thorn in the Eagles side for many years. He Who's was that? Ryan, Ryan Kerrigan. Kerrigan. He's retired. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. I thought we had some real news coming up here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, well think, I, about was, what he, think about what he did to the Eagles for years. I mean, think about it. Ask Big V. Remember Big V first started? Oh, um, no, no, Big V hot. He started his first game against him. I think it was three and a half sacks later. You know, he I was, was four and a half. Then four and a half sacks? Uh, no, it was just three and a half. Just three and a half. Are you sure? It better not have been four and a half. <laughs> 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 Bro, but I mean, Kerrigan was good, man. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I really thought it was a, a great upgrade when they signed him. You know, I thought it was, man, how'd they pull this off, man? They had a long, Chris Long the year before, right. and then now they're going to come in and bring in, you know, this guy. He's been an eagle killer for the longest. Well, I guess he was real satisfied because he played in more – he had more time in the game than I really thought. Like, he played in, like, 47% of the time. Yeah. And he didn't have a – he didn't have anything on the stat line for, like, six or seven straight games. Now. He he was well rested for that playoff game to, to, to kick ass. I mean, two sacks. Yeah, he was. Uh, it, it was it was hard to he, like he fell off a cliff. You know what I mean? Like he it wasn't a gradual thing. I I didn't expect he was going to get double digit sacks, but seven, six or seven be, be right. more disruptive. He was terrible for the Eagles last year. So he couldn't find out a wet paper bag. He yeah, was in a witness. He was in a witness protection program when he came here. He was. He's I thought he right retired. I was going to say, he's making oh. the right move hanging it up. He's done. He's coming. Last year, I thought he retired, but it evidently, you know, it evidently came out of retirement for the last game. But, no, he was on the field. He was actually on the field. Yes. Damn, uh, man. So, yeah, Kerry, that's work, man. Hard We're firing today. It's Friday, baby. Everybody's Ooh, getting it. Um, man. You guys thought I was tough on Familia. Right, Kerry. We said Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan, not Ryan Kerrigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's he was wrong up. for that, man. That's and Jeremiah says up. he was still playing for Washington last year. Yeah, it was a mess. <laughs> it was not pretty, man. Yeah, he was no. I thought oh, I thought Chris goodness. Long too. I honestly did, but it was nowhere near Chris Long. Um, all right, so let let's look at the NFC East, and you know, there's some familiar names, maybe in new places, familiar names coming back from injuries, guys who maybe had down years, whatever. It could kind of fit any category. So what we're looking at is bounce back this year from either last year or the last couple of years. So Derek, I'll start with you on this one. Give me, give me somebody that you're, you're eyeballing here who you, you think could, you know, get back into this thing. I'm going to say it plain and simple. All four quarterbacks in the division. Think mm-hmm. about it. All four quarterbacks. We don't have to go into details about Jalen Hurts. We've talked about him and we will talk about him every day. Dak Prescott came out yesterday and said, I expect this to be the golden year. I mean, this team hasn't hoisted a trophy since 95. Dak Prescott is one in three in playoff games. Okay, you can look at all the gaudy regular season stats he has. He hasn't done anything. Carson has to change his image down in Washington. Daniel Jones has to prove that he can play at an NFL level. 
He has a second chance now with a new coach with a with an offensive mind, an offensive minded coach. So I'm just to start right. I did say all four quarterbacks across the board. Okay. All right. I'd look good. good good answer. How about you, Bear? Um, I was just gonna go with running backs in the division, but I'm gonna say um I was gonna say Saquon Barkley, brother. Okay. Say, mm-hmm. brother Saquon Barkley he, he needs to bounce back. Uh he has, you know, uh, a better chance than out of anybody to bounce back. But then, you know, since you went all the quarterbacks, I guess I got to go all the running backs then. You got no, I just did that to open it up because we can can go individual players if you want. I got a list of four, seven, nine, 12, 16 players on my list. Stop showing off, man. You're showing off. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm I'm just saying, Saquon Barkley is the guy I would pick. Saquon is a lot better than what he showed, especially not, you know, last year. That's definitely, he was definitely a shell of himself. I think one year, uh, healthier, the new um, regime coming in and taking over the helm, especially with Dave Ball coming in. Uh, I see them as a bounce back gear for him. I hate to say it, but it's going to be a bounce back gear for him. But then if I'm going to stay with that same thing with all the running backs, I mean, Zeke, man, Zeke's, Zeke's due. Zeke, you know, mm-hmm. he was injured last year. He was hurt last year. That's why he didn't play as well as he played. But yet he still had some uh, meaningful games. So uh, I, I'm going to say my guys that I, I say – Going to have a bounce back year, be Saquon and the running backs as a whole. We already know what, you know, Sanders has to do. He's got to get back on track. He's got to get in there and show that he proved that he belongs in the NFL. We know he does, but he's got to show himself that he could play an entire season without getting hurt, man. Yeah. Well, look, I, look, well said on both fronts. Saquon was, uh, I watched a little bit of his press conference. I, I don't know, it was yesterday or the day before, but he was like, he was really sort of open. Like he, he was, I mean, he's hearing everything that people are saying and, and he right. was basically like, look, I want to show right. this organization and, and you know, th- that they drafted me there for a reason. I, I you know, I want to show them that I'm that guy that came out of Penn state. It's a, I was really, I give him credit. He was very honest. Like he didn't, he didn't do the, I don't hear the noise, man. I'm just, you know, trying to get better each day. Like he was real. And I, I thought it was really refreshing. Honestly, I give him a lot of props. Um, so great answers guys on both. I'm going to hone in on gunners and just get real specific. It's Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is in a position right now where if he doesn't have a good year and there, and if reports start to leak out that he's a jerk in the locker room or is just not connecting with guys, however you want to put it, whatever. Yep. Um, I, I think that his days as a, as a starter are numbered or maybe over. And I don't know if that, if he like, I don't know if he he necessarily hates that idea of I don't know how much Barrett you've brought, you've raised this that he wants to I don't think he wants to play football forever but if you if he does if he truly does if we're reading it the wrong way now's the time man like you've been dropped into a spot after bouncing around for for now with your third team in two years in a position where you have some players around you you're not you weren't sent off to Siberia with some garbage team like there's talent on that offensive side of the ball. You should be able to flourish. And if you show that you can't play well with others again, you're not going to be mm-hmm. a starter anymore, man. Like this is, mm-hmm. we're coming towards the end of the line here for him as a starter. I'm not saying he won't be in the league, but I think we're coming towards the end here for him. And I, and I think Washington's going out of their way. If you guys have noticed putting stuff out there, of what a great teammate he's been and how he's getting Absolutely. along with everyone. It, to me, it's like almost a little over the top at this point, what they're trying well, to do. You're right, Rob. And he has no, I feel as though he has no need or want to be a backup in the NFL. He's not a starter. He's not coming. Yep. He's not coming in as a, as a backup to anybody. He he just won't. He just as well won't play, bro. 
Yeah. You know, so I can't see him not being in a position and being a – unless he goes to camp and they tell you he's going to be a number one and he loses the job. That will be the only way he'll be a number two and he'll probably finish that, finish that year out. But mm-hmm. after that, he will never come back to be a second-team um, yeah. quarterback. Yeah, like I don't see him being this guy – who bounces around like, Oh, he's backing up in Seattle this year. you like, you kind of almost forget. Where is he? Like, he's not going to be that guy. He he's, he's made enough money. And I think his ego is such that he'll just walk. He'll absolutely, go do his thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He'll go duck hunting for the rest of his life yeah. <laughs> and have all that money to show for, you know, yeah. uh, but, but that, if there's a competitor in there that wants to win his own Super Bowl, and, and, and I, you know what, by the way, let me just say, I, 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 I don't like when people give him no credit for the Super Bowl. That The guy was right. unbelievable until That's he got right. hurt. So yes, let me just was. say that. 33 uh, and 7. 33 yeah, and 7. Yeah, he was remarkable. So, But if he wants to win it with being the guy on the field when that buzzer sounds, you know, you'll you'll change the way you're doing things, man. Yep. Like, I, yep. I, It's a waste to me if he doesn't become the guy that we thought he was going. I get he's not mm. as physically gifted now because of the injuries, but – I think a lot of his problem is here rather than the physicality part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What about Demarcus Lawrence? Here's a guy who has a double digit sacks since 2018. He's 30 years old now. He was his sack master for a couple of seasons. He's dropped off significantly yeah. now. Mm. You know, I mean, that's an interesting one. I didn't think of him, Derek. I, yeah. I didn't. I, I uh, hmm. yeah. Hey, they need him to – I mean, Parsons has helped him uh, yep. where it's, he doesn't have to carry as yep. much of the load there. Um, but he's got to be good, man. He's got to be good for them to be good because I don't think they're as good offensively. I don't I think don't they're going to be quite as efficient offensively, so their defense is going to have to be more consistent. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really interesting – I'll give you another one um, because they just announced today that he's not going to be playing week one at least. Uh, Chase Young, he's young. I'm not Absolutely. saying he's some old guy. But Absolutely. you're coming off an ACL. He was so good his rookie year. Absolutely. So he's going to be a guy to keep your eye on whenever he comes back, whether it's week two or week three or four. Because, man, I loved him coming out of college. That me dude too. scares me. He scares me, man. Me I'm too. telling you. I hope he's – I, I don't like to see any player injured. I hope he doesn't come back until, like, week 12. Because right. <laughs> when he's on the football field, that dude, that dude by himself. Yeah. You know, I think he's the equivalent of Micah Parsons to Dallas. When you yes. put when Chase Young is at his best, he's he's virtually unstoppable, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you gotta you gotta double up on him every play or know where he is every play. I couldn't agree with you more, Rob. Um, and I have him on my list as well. He's at one of the guys at the top of my list, you know. Um, it, when he's healthy and he comes back, we talk about how good Washington's defensive line is. When he's healthy, that makes that line seventy five percent better than it is. Yeah, it's. Is just to remind people, I mean, they have their interiors really good. I mean, they're loaded. They have a lot of good players. Allen and and Sweat, Alapain, uh, Sweat, and yeah, uh, Chase. Yeah. That's the that's yeah. probably the best defensive front you'll you'll play against the yeah. entire year. I yeah. mean, who do you slide the line to? Who do you double team? Who do you uh, send a back that way? You know, both guys on the outside with Sweat. Sweat ran a four four. That's crazy. Lineman. That's crazy. You know, from Mississippi State coming out. Mm. Um, he, he, you know, we all know what Chase can do. Mm-hmm. Then those guys, Payne and Allen in the middle, you can't really slide the line anywhere. You just got to knuckle up and fight and hope that your guys can can play against those guys. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's two Alabama guys in the middle. Yep, guys on the outside can run like deers. 
I mean, that's a great defensive front. Their linebackers yeah. suck, but you know, as far as their front four, yeah, you're right. The uh, middle, the yeah, middle is yeah. where their issues are. Right, you know, right. I, I don't, you know, it depends. I don't really love their secondary either. Um, they suck too. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't have them up and winning. They could possibly win a division if they had a better defense. Their front, their front four are great. Yeah, but after that, you know, what I'm saying it's pretty minuscule. I like Fuller a little, but yeah, there's not much. I, that's and that's kind mm-hmm. of a reach. He can play a little bit. Yeah, I won't take yeah. it away from him. He can play. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it's interesting. There's, a, you know, the Giants have a couple. I mean, back to the quarterback thing. Daniel Jones. I mean, he's got a new. He's got a, oh. a a coach who's shown before that he can develop a quarterback, right? So, and I think Daniel Jones has been given a lot of garbage too. I mean, he had Joe Judge and not a lot of talent. But I'm bro. Not a fan they ran four. What was it? Four. QB sneaks in a row. Oh, do you remember? And he got killed on the one. Do you remember the one he got killed on it? Yeah, he, they were like, "Well, we didn't, we didn't want it to be a, a a safety, so that's why we chose to quarterback sneak it." I'm like, "What type of heart do you have? You don't, you don't have any sense of, of of pride about what you know your guys up front. You know they can't do anything. You don't trust them at all. That you're going QB sneak mm-hmm. four times or three times in a row. Come on, man. It's, you know and I'm looking at the. They have weapons, man. They have weapons. If Daniel Jones get together, and, I, and he's he's played well against us before, you know he's yeah. had, he's been a track star on us before. Oh my god! But you got Kadarius Tony, you got Kenny Galladay, mm-hmm. um, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard. Shepard. They got it all, man. And that offensive line is pretty good. They went out and got um, Evan Neal, yeah, they the number did. one tackle in the league. He's on one side. Then you'd have your uh, 2020 number one pick in Andrew Thomas from Georgia. Mm. They're pretty good. I'm glad you brought up the receivers, Barrett, because I had all four of their receivers on my list. Can you believe in this day and age of passing, Galladay was the leading receiver with 521 yards for, for the team in 2021. What? That is 521 awful. yards. Oh. Now, you just mentioned names. Darius Slayton that one year was killing the Eagles when he played yes. the Eagles. Yes, he was. Darius Tony coming out of college was considered this big play, can go up and win the 50-50 balls, okay? Uh, Galladay came over, got his money with his team. Sterling Shepard was a thorn in the side of the Eagles for a couple of years in a row. Yep. And th- now look at their numbers. Galladay, 37 catches in 14 games, 521 yards. Kadarius Tony. 10 games, 39 catches, 420 yards. Sterling Shepard, seven games, 36 catches, 366 yards. Darius Slayton, 13 games, only 40 catches, 268 yards. He averaged 6.7 yards a catch. Darius Slayton can flat out fly. He's a, You got receivers accidentally averaging double digits in receiving yards per catch. He averaged 6.7 yards a catch last year. So that whole crew has got something to prove. Yeah, they do. They do. Absolutely. Offensive line included. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Big time. Oh, my goodness. Big time. That's interesting. It's interesting to look at it from the uh, the varying teams. You know, for for the Eagles, it's obviously it's it's Hurts and – I'm trying to think of who else. Miles uh, Sanders, for sure, has got some things to prove here. Um, Brandon Graham. Yeah, Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham's a good one. I think Fletch uh, is the guy that I think Fletch. has the most to prove. Yep. Fletch, he's he's got to show, you know, not just not just show the Eagles that he's still an impact player, that he still deserves to be paid among the elites in the um, NFL. Mm-hmm. But he's got to show 31 other teams that his worth is more than just what his numbers say they are. 
Yeah, it's you know, he, 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 for a long time, he lived off the, you know, who Fletch used to be. He's got to show everybody yeah. he's still what you want as far as paying, uh, playing him as a top-tier, top-level talent. Now, we know Fletch is a great player when he wants to be, but if he wants to be, and that's the problem, and if he wants to be, can he still turn it on? I'm anxious to see how he plays, how he approaches this season, knowing that the possibility of him coming back is going to be slim to none if he doesn't ha- at least have a breakout season for him. Right. Nobody else is going to pay him double-digit money to, right. to go out there and play like that. A great point. Absolutely. All right, let's look at some of the uh, some of the best wideouts in both conferences, guys. Uh, oh, the oh. NFC and the AFC, man, and there's a lot to choose from. I actually – I actually failed more in the NFC than the AFC. You guys might think I'm crazy. Yeah, I found I more in the AFC. Okay. All right. Um, I did. I didn't really do them in order. So right. I, I mean, I kind of did them in order, but I didn't really technically rank them. Let me right? see here. Right. 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 Okay. right. All right. Here, I have Cup. I'm going NFC. Sorry. Cup? NFC okay. first. Cup. Cup. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Okay. Debo. Mm-hmm. Debo, where the are guy you who I think is unbelievably underrated. Period. DJ Moore in Carolina has been yeah. doing it with not mm-hmm. great quarterback play, and yep. he put up really good numbers. So I give, I always like to give him a little love. Michael Thomas coming back. This is based on what he's done before, not last year. I know what last yep. year looked like. Uh, Adam Thielen, when healthy, is a beast. Yep. I put AJ Brown in there now because he's an mm-hmm. NFL player. Yep. DeAndre Hopkins, I gave him a, I, I sort of thought of him as an afterthought because he's going to miss time with the suspension. Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. DJ Metcalf and his teammate who went over uh, 1,100 yards last year, Tyler Lockett, who also yep. probably doesn't get the respect he deserves. Yeah, yep. yep. Yep, there you go. Terry McLaurin. Yep. Mike Evans went healthy. And I'm going to throw a newcomer into the mix. I'm sure I'm missing people, but I'm going to throw one more in that I really like, and I think he's going to have a big year. Amon Ra St. Brown. From oh, Detroit. Detroit. Yep. That I love that kid. dude is legit. He he will be one of the better receivers in the N- NFC this year. Absolutely. There's That's what no I got. Question. I mean, I know I missed some obvious ones, but they're, they're the yeah. ones I have. <laughs> one, one guy glaringly that you missed was CeeDee Lamb. Oh, Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. Maybe it's my cowboy bias that got me there. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't put Devonta Smith on that list. I, you know what, I debated that, Derek. I, I, I think he will be on the list, but I, I just, I guess it was more just let me see you do it this year. But I think he will do it. But. See, I added Michael Gallup. Now, Michael Gallup, um, is he, he'll probably miss the first couple of games. He's still coming back from that ACL tear, but Michael Gallup can flat out ball. Yeah, he's good. Um, Julio Jones, I think, is going to be rejuvenated playing with Tom Brady. I got a bad feeling Julio Jones is going to rise from the ashes with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin down there and have a phenomenal year. Unfortunately for other teams, they got to play them. Yeah. Allen Robinson. That's Van, a good one. Yeah, Van with the Jefferson. With the yeah, Van now. Jefferson. Yep, yep. Jarvis Landry. Yep. Uh, yeah, with the Saints now. Yes. Yep. Robbie, I.E., not Y. Anderson. Robbie <laughs> Anderson is a really good pass catcher. He's a deep, uh, he's a monster. He's a big time deep. I like, threat. Yeah. He's a good he's deep. A deep threat. You don't like Robbie Anderson? What? No, I don't. What? I think he's a little overrated, too. I think he's a good yeah, deep. Yeah, he doesn't show up at all. What? Man. What about, well, he can only show up if the quarterback's getting in the ball. You got, who do you got down there throwing in the ball? Who's it? What's his name again? Right. Well, right. Now, now it's Mayfield. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Right, that, well, right. Okay. Right. What about Brandon Ayuk? He doesn't get enough yeah. credit. Yeah, but he, okay. he I think he kind of got the doghouse with the he did with the coach though. So yeah, you're right. Um, let's see who else did I put on my list. I'm not even talking about. See, these are the names. There's a whole nother level of receivers that might be talked about more if these receivers didn't overshadow them, like the Traquan, you know, Smith down in New Orleans, somebody yeah. like that. See yeah. that we're only talking about frontline receivers. Yep. This tier two and tier three of pass catchers that may not get the recognition they deserve because you got all these big money names in front of them. Yeah, absolutely. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. Now we have, now once we finish, once we finish talking about the AFC, I'm going to bring up something and I want to get your take on, on something I'm going to ask both. Of you. Okay. 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 All right. So Barry, do you want to go? Do you want me to just, we kind of covered all of them? Or how do, what do you yeah, want to do? Yeah. You covered all of them, man. All right, all I'll uh, if you want, I'll or Derek, you go first, whatever. I'll throw AFC. You want me to throw AFC? Do you guys know? Go ahead, do, all right. do the AFC. Yep. Uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, let me put it, got him on my list for sure. Yeah, Devontae Adams is now in the AFC. Absolutely, Tyreek Hill. Absolutely, Stefan Diggs. Yep, uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, yep. another guy he? I don't think no it's no question about it. No, no question. Yep. Uh, Amari Cooper's a Brown now, so he's in the he's in the AFC. Yep. Mike Williams, who I'm a big fan of. Size, absolutely. Guy's a beast. Uh, Hunter Renfro, the guy is a catching machine. No question about it. Uh, you guys know I love T. Higgins, man, and I know yes. he's he gets you know the, the focus is on Chase all the time, but I'm a big T. Higgins guy. Absolutely. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing obvious ones. That's all I really had AFC wise. Oh my goodness, I got I don't want to go through the whole list. No, give me, I give me like, what, uh, yeah, I'm sure I got I like twenty time. more. Go ahead. Uh, Devontae Parker. Yeah, he's good. Okay. Jalen, yeah, Jalen Waddle. Oh, yeah. Waddle, Cedric, yep. Cedric Wilson. I like Cedric Wilson. Yeah. yeah. Corey Davis. Yeah. Denzel Mims. Mims is a good player. Uh, Tyler Boyd. Denzel Mims. Yeah. With Jets? Yes. The boy can play. He's got the wrong quarterback. I'm telling you, Zach Wilson is not the right quarterback. This kid can play flat out play. He doesn't uh, have a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, some Barrett. Some of it is they've been. In, some of these guys have been in bad spots with, with guys right. who aren't delivering them the ball. Right. But, right. I, but I, I also some of those guys I need to see it too. Even right. but how how are you going to see it if they can't get the ball to them? That's 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 my only argument. Okay. To that's fair. The that's names throwing them out there. Right. How about uh, Chase Claypool? Uh, Pittsburgh. I like him. Oh my goodness. I love big, that kid. big dude. He's got really good size. I loved him at, at Notre Dame too. He was a stud in college. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, oh, me Cole Hartman from Kansas city. Yep. We that need to see that. Fly. Yeah, yeah. I, we need to see it though, Derek, but he'll, he'll get well, his opportunity. Now that Tyreek's out of his way. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, Cortland Sutton. We'll see. Denver. Denver. Yeah. He's a, we'll, we'll see. see with Russell right. Wilson. He should, he should explode here. Yep. Yeah. Jerry Judy. I like yep. Judy. Okay. What about KJ Hamler? I think uh, he's got to show it. He's got to stay healthy, well, he, too. He's got the quarterback to show it now. Yeah, I mean, there's like, those guys in now. Denver should shine now. There's yeah. no excuse. Uh, Tavern Mike Robert says, Wood. I like Pittman yeah. from Indy. That's a good yeah. – I like him. Yep, Michael Pittman. I like him. Uh, he's on my list. Robert Woods. Woods, when he's the, healthy, the is, is a yep. really solid receiver. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster. I've always been a big fan of his. He's not a speed demon, but he goes up and gets the ball. He can he can he can go up and get it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he look he's he's got the guy now. I mean, you got Mahomes. There's, yep. there's no excuse. Yep. 
Uh, one guy who's fell off, but he's lightning fast. And when he, when, if you can get him the ball, unfortunately, he's being buried in Houston. I've always loved this game. It's Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I, I've always been amazed at how much that guy's bounced around. I know. I can't believe it. Man, he's bounced around a lot in his career. He came out. What was? He, what did he run? Like a four three coming out of college? Crazy. I'm not, I'll never he's, forget that. Dude, how about the hit that, that Jenkins put on him in the? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, my God, man! Almost put him to sleep. Yeah, I mean that was just, and it was a weird. Like he kind of got him from behind. It was a weird uh, circumstance on the play, but that helped change that game. Yeah, it did set when the tempo. Yep, and set one, the tempo. One exactly. name I put on my list, but I put a circle around him, is because now that he's got the money, he's got to show me. But he has all the attributes as Christian Kirk. You know, I, I don't know if he was worth that kind of money. I and like he, him. I don't love him. Yeah, there, he know. was. Well, he took second. He took took second tier to DeAndre Hopkins in in Arizona. So now is his time to shine. Yeah. So let, let's see. Let, let's basically see what he's all about. You got to live up to that money now, man. Yep. Um. Because when we when he got that money, we were all saying, "What?" Well, well everybody. I think every million? every agent around the league was like, "Do you see the money Christian Kirk got?" You know what is our guy going to get? Yeah, you know, they were a lot of happy agents when that happened. So, well, so how about the kid? From, yeah. How about the kid from? Uh, how about the kid from? Um, from Alabama that, that got um, leukemia. Now his, oh, season, yeah. his yeah, career's yeah. over with. Uh, no, well, he, no, he, no, it's he, just a season. He's out for the year, but Mechie, Mechie, uh, Mechie, yeah. He's trying to. He'll he'll try and come back after that. He says it's the most curable form. So I, let's, you know, obviously prayers up for the guy, but he he wants to come back. Yeah, right. he wants to come back. But that that was awful, and and awful. they say they caught it early, and it's the most curable form. But it's leukemia, yeah, it's no joke. Um, so, yeah. so, so, so Great we have it. sat we have sat here and talked about. I'm serious, roughly fifty wide receivers. Yep, yeah, roughly fifty wide receivers. Okay, and we and I made reference to the fact there's a whole second tier wide receivers that could be star names if it wasn't for these fifty receivers in front of them. So through the years, we've watched the running back position become a dime a dozen because there's so many good running backs to the point where it's watered down the price for them in a lot of cases. Why hasn't that done it for the wide receivers? Because they're they're just starting. Yeah, they're just starting. It's a new. The game is a passing game now. So, so do you the guys think that the do you guys think as it continues to evolve? You just said it is just starting over the last few years. Will the wide receiver position in terms of dollar numbers be watered down because wide receivers basically – now, correction. Good and exceptional wide receivers are becoming a dime a dozen now in the NFL. Uh, not See, they're not I, – I, Yeah, I don't think so, Derek. I think because – well, two things. One, they're not as easy – like, I think running backs are easier to – look at the Eagles. They've had a hard time finding the right receiver for a while. J.J., I think, a white side, Rager. I think running backs are easier to find and and – find and it's going to be more and more of a passing league so i think the, there's always going to be a premium i get your point there's a million yeah. of them that are good and, I, and i'm not agree and i'm not i'm not on either side i just yeah. wanted to hear your opinions on it um uh, it's just it just blows me away that we're talking about receivers now getting bottom tier quarterback money and wide receiver and, and running backs are scraping a barrel just trying to make a decent living now yeah i know it just blows me away i wonder <laughs> if less kids Step, uh, try to avoid playing the position and try to just play wide out if you're if you're super athletic and they don't yes. even try and play running back anymore. 
you know. I I, I do see kids doing that. Um, just like it was it was it was almost taboo to play all as a line uh, when I was coming up. Now all as a line, you know, get you a, right. find your left tackle or right tackle is a right, premium right. position now. Center is a premium position now. Right. You know there were there were uh, you know when you, you when you try to find a, a good left tackle. You know, teams will go all out to, to make sure they get that. You know, that's why I'm su- I'm surprised that that um that Kansas City hadn't went on and paid Orlando Brown whatever price he's asking. Right, right. Yeah, that that's one to keep your eye on because that could be a problem. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, Brady's gonna have some issues, man. That, that offensive line is in shambles from what it was last year. And I know they drafted a kid, I think, in the third round last year who they right. feel like is gonna step in for uh Jensen, who's got the knee injury, but Man, you know Brady will be throwing the ball in one point six seconds instead of two point. Yeah, you seconds. talk about you want to see a ball come out quick. Watch Tampa this year. <laughs> Brady might not. Even, he might, he's going to hit the snap and it's going to be gone from his hands. Oh man, he's like Mister Test D Gun stirring the pot again. No, I'm not. I am opening, engaging conversation. It makes things that make you go, hmm. We look at the plethora of wide receivers in the game. Their numbers are going up. Running back numbers are going down. We say running backs are a dime a dozen. We're going to be talking about wide receivers. Outstanding wide receivers are a dime a dozen one of these years. And their numbers are going this way. Yeah. I never thought I would see a receiver signing a contract for $140 million, $100 million, $110 million. I never thought I would see that day. Well, let me ask you guys this about the running backs. And correct me if I'm wrong. The last one we saw take be taken really high was Saquon, right? Like yes. really high? Right. right. Will we ever see that again? Like, are we ever going to see a running back go in the top uh, five or ten? No, it, wow. simply because, I mean, those two running backs, you know, when I'm talking about two running backs, it's, it's uh, Saquon Barkley and um, Ezekiel you know, Elliott down in Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, and, and McCaffrey yeah. was taken high, too. McCaffrey. McCaffrey, yeah. Well, I'm not, not even talking about McCaffrey, but I know Ezekiel Elliott and, um, and, and Saquon were generational talents. I mean, mm-hmm. both those guys were ridiculous on how yeah. they played. Even Christian McCaffrey didn't have what those two had, and that's right. why they got drafted so far. McCaffrey went high, but he went, he didn't go high. He wasn't he wasn't um he was like a, a late first, wasn't he? No, no, he was no, higher. No, no, he was. I thought he was like eleven or something like that. Yeah, he was like top twelve. I, I'll, I'll I'll find it. <laughs> I well, say those I two. say once once every four those or five two. years. Yeah, yeah. I think once every four or five years, you're going to see that generational back. And based on a team's need, there's going to be a team, they might have the quarterback, but they don't have the running game to take some of the pressure off that young developing quarterback. I think yep. once every four or five years, you'll see a, a back slip in the top five. But on McCaffrey the average, was eight no. for, for what it's worth. Was eight. He was eight. He was, okay. He was eight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. that's ridiculous, man. Because I, I just, I knew those two backs. And just watching them because both of those backs played a national champion. Um, I mean, uh, both those backs were uh, slotted to be top five. Right. And Zeke won two national championships when he was there. Mm-hmm. Two national championships. Saquon was just running over better, everybody, running past everybody, jumping mm-hmm. over everybody. All these guys were slated to be top five picks at the time. Right. You know, so it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Did you? Get, I didn't even realize this. McCaffrey in his his second to last, I guess it was his sophomore year. He came out after his junior. 
he had 3,864 yards of total offense. Oh, yeah. Of, of oh, all yes. purpose yards, because that includes returns. 3,860. Oh, yes. I, I did a, um, I did a, I had actually called the, um, uh, um, Stanford game. It was Stanford. I think it was Stanford, like Washington. Mm-hmm. And I watched that kid just, just run past angles. I mean, you couldn't mm-hmm. get an angle on them. And they ran a three tight end set where they were just smashing people up front. Mm-hmm. Ertz was there too. Ertz was there right. too. Yeah, right. Yeah. They were smashing people up front and just taking it downhill. And he was running in between. He wasn't like he was running outside. He was running in between the tackles and just break it off for like a 60-run here, 60-yard yeah. run here, 60-yard yeah. run there. He was a great returner, too, in college. Oh, yeah. They, they yeah. don't do it now, obviously. You he was so little, him. though. You know what I'm saying? He I is know small. Play. Yeah. I know. So that's, I just worry, man. I don't, I don't know. Five, what is he, five, uh, 5'11", he's 205. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a, not a big frame for a dude right. to be carrying that I played with his pops, in his butt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really. yeah. That's right. Oh, wow. His pops was in um, – his pops was Ed, in, uh, Ed McCaffrey? Easy Ed. Yeah, he was in – he was in – he was in – uh, Denver when I was there and real good guy. In fact, both of those guys, both of those receivers, it was um what was the other guy's name? Rod Smith. Rod Smith, Rod he Smith and, and, and Ed McCaffrey. Yep. Those two there were unbelievable dudes, man. Unbelievable yeah. dudes, man. man. Really good guys. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's get a timeout. We'll come back. We'll uh, uh one of the receivers that we just mentioned got paid. We'll we'll dive into that a little bit. Um, give you an update on Charles Barkley and, and Gunner. This story with the Bears in Chicago is pretty interesting. We'll, we'll yeah. dive into that, too, and a bunch of other stuff, birthdays, movies, the whole nine. We'll do all that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. segment of the program thanks for hanging with us everybody we appreciate each and every one of you that's for sure Derek gunn barrett brooks rob ellis on this friday we're back at it monday same time as always all right so charles barkley will not will not be going to the live uh golf tour he is going to be staying with tnt he's making a report of 10 million a year from TNT. Uh, I think he has two years left on his contract. He said he also makes $10 million per year on endorsements. Sir Charles is not hurting for money, but he will not be going with Liv. <laughs> <laughs> he will be staying with TNT. So uh, that one could have gone either way, guys, honestly. If you, Liv backs up a Brinks truck to Charles. I think he – I thought he may have, maybe would have gone, but he's not. He's going to stay with Did, TNT. Didn't he ask for 30 um, I'm sure the asking price was pretty high. I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I think he asked for 30. Yeah, they never offered him, but right. he said it for 30 million. He'd have, he'd have, he'd have left because he'd left all the endorsements and uh TNT and went over. I, I'd have done the same thing. Yeah, but that man's just, just just it's just great by you know, make great marketing by him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, 100%. yeah, I, I'm you know, I, you know, if, if 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 you know, somebody comes and they're gonna offer me, you know. Fifty cent on a dollar. I'm out. I hear you. <laughs> I'm out, bro. Think, that's, I mean, that's... think about the think about the charm life he lives. You have a job paying you ten million a year. You have endorsements that exceed ten million a year, and you have a company coming at you to offer you more. If you turn the one down, you still have the other job sitting there waiting for you. Must be nice. Now to be that's Charles, the man. American dream, right there. <laughs> exactly, that is man. the American dream. Oh yeah, yeah. You just. Yeah. I mean, D Gun, you used to living like that, man. You That's did, right. You, you get that all the time, bro. Me, a common man, I'm man living like week myself. To week. I'm living week to week, bro. Stop, stop, boy. I'm telling you, man. Stop week, it, boy. week to week, week to week. Stop. I'm telling you stop. right now. Stop, stop. You looking good, you, man? Yeah. What? Getting well, new decks built, new machines coming in, new smokers. You got, you got. New, machine, new machines coming in. I like that. Yeah. Let's call the grills machine. the machines. What? I like what? that. The grills what are the machine? machines. The yeah. grills are what, now what, the machines. I'm calling them that. What now. what new toy did you get this week? Huh? Nothing. Huh? Huh? Nothing. Huh? Nothing. I'm broke. I spent it all, Barrett. I'm broke. Bro. I gotta find know. another job. It's another side hustle, man. Bro, you there's not enough time for you to have another job, bro. You there's no it's not a time of the day. You have what so much money about? coming in. You have so much money coming in from all these different places. You can't really? even count it all. Hold up, hold, you just, hold up, Mr. You just, no, you just, you, you just like, it? just like Nino Brown, man. You got, you got, you got, you got naked women over in the closet, 
Count money. Hey, man. What? My family here, man. What you talking about? <laughs> what? What, are you talking what just about happened? Here? What the Hold heck? Hold up, Mr. Brooks. That's, see. that's from Nino Brown. Brown. That's from Nino Brown. Oh, well, all right. Okay, look, okay. Look, Mr. Brooks, you have a full-time job there at NBC. Yes. You have another, well, another part-time, full-time job with Jacob Media. Yes. You got appearances by the Eagles. Right? I haven't had one of them involved. Oh, five, oh. five months. Five months. Okay, so okay, so you're in a low period. Season's about to pick up. You'll be getting more of those. Okay. So you way ahead of me. You're way ahead of me. Derek, you work for like what? ABC. I work or... for me. I'm an independent contractor. NBC. I work for me. Right. You got podcast paying. You got all this money coming in, Derek. You name you got it coming in. Really? I want you to ask my wife that. See what she says. She gonna say yes. But every once in a while, she got to carry you. Every time, every once in a while, she's got to carry you, man. That's right. That's right. Um, Look at right, Ralph so, I'm so glad I'm not a part of this. I'm staying out of this, man. I, I don't want to. I'm just waiting to catch some shrapnel from you two. Bro, I, what is Rob talking about? Every time I turn the radio on, I hear Rob. Yeah. Every I time I turn oh, I the radio on, I, I hear Rob. Yeah, well. Oh, WIPs? Uh, oh, trust on. So much fun working Rob, seven days. Rob, it's, awesome. <laughs> it's great. Let me tell you. Come on hey, in. Put, you want to come put, into this? You don't want any parts of this, man. Trust me. Hey, look. I put Rob in this category. Him lazy. Him only have six jobs. <laughs> That's the category I put Rob in. Yeah. True. Can't argue. Oh, man. But anyway, so uh, I found this interesting. Um, so Met, speaking of money, Metcalf, uh, DJ Metcalf, we're not surprised by this. That he ends up getting paid. Uh, he gets three years, 72 58.2 mil guaranteed. And what's fascinating about this guy's he'll be 28 after the second deal is up. Like it's rare Whoa. that you get the killer second deal. You might be able to get a killer third deal before you're the age of 30. If you want to, you know, duck out and not, you know, be able to, you know, enjoy the rest of your life without being too beat up, man. That's right. pretty fascinating. It is fascinating aspect that he signed a three-year extension as opposed yep. to usually a five-year extension. Most yep. of these guys got five-year extensions. Mm-hmm. He got a three-year yep. extension. That works out perfect for him because he's still he's still young, young money, yeah. man. I'm with I, you. I, I don't. I, I'm good for him, man. I think that was deliberate on his part because Seattle came out and said yesterday we normally like to sign our players to longer deals. But the fact that they gave in and gave him a three-year deal, number one, tells you just how valuable he is to that organization. Yep. Um, and number two, they know if they're going to want him again, they're going to have to pay. And DJ smart enough and his agent, whoever's agent is smart enough to know, we're going to double our money. If you keep yeah. doing what you do, the only problem is you don't have Russell Wilson throwing That's the ball That's a little anymore. bit of an issue. But it, it may be short-term, though, Derek. Like, yeah, I don't see this yeah. carrying on for two, three, four years. Like I, I think yeah. they'll get through yeah. this year, and then it'll be somebody better. Yeah, they, got they better hope so. Yeah, they got two. Uh, I mean, I heard Jimmy G was on his way up there. I keep hearing Jimmy G also could head to the Giants. You know, Jimmy G's all over the map. Can yeah, you they, imagine I, Jimmy G with the Giants? I, that no, changes the whole know. complexion. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, want, no. I hope he goes to Seattle. I, I don't right, want to see right, him right. in the Giants. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you because he's an got upgrade ready-made for Daniel pass. Jones. It's a hey, big upgrade. Yep. He's got four hungry pass catchers standing there waiting yeah. for him in New York. I don't. I don't want to see that. that. No, no, I'm with Not you. at all. Not at I, all. I do wonder, and maybe this is an old school thinking of me, would, would San Fran trade him in division? Is that a big deal or no? Yes, Ooh, it's, it's, that is the yeah. big deal. Hey, although although they did it with Trotter, the Eagles did it with Trotter and McNabb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Both to Washington. They, okay. They knew both of them were over the, over the hill, though. Um, Gunner, you you alerted me to this, and I, I was keeping somewhat of an eye on it. I, I saw the part about yeah. the dome, but, but Chicago's – Stadium situation, Soldier Field. 
what what like what's going on there? Because there's a lot of back and forth of what it may end up happening. The, the mayor of the mayor of Chicago came out a few days ago and said they they put together a proposal that could possibly put a dome on Soldier Field, hoping to lure the Bears to stay in downtown Chicago. Now, if you I'm sure Barrett has, I don't know if you have Rob, but if you've ever been to Soldier Field, it's it's right downtown, right off Lake Michigan. Uh, the access in and out of that stadium is great. You got all these businesses that are right there, downtown Chicago. So the city makes a lot of money during football season. The Bears have an agreement in place to buy the property where Arlington Park racetrack sits on, which is about 30, 35 miles northwest of downtown Chicago. That's the Bears good. have come out and yeah. said not once but twice that we are committed to the agreement that we have in place. Now, I've been to Arlington Park a number of times. My parents used to go there a lot when I was a kid. Beautiful area. Gr- incredible area. Uh, road access, great. Every I think it's like 300-something acres of land there. If the Bears decide to build a dome on that, and take, but they're going to take a lot of money away from downtown. The mm-hmm. fact that the Bears came out so quickly and said, we are committed. And, you know, Most people will say, we would look at both proposals and then make a decision. The Bears came out immediately and said, we are committed to this. I don't know what kind of deal that area, Arlington area is giving them, but they're committed to the deal that's already in place to, to build a new stadium for whatever the case may be. My, my biggest gripe is if you wanted the Bears to stay downtown, and you knew, obviously this is something that's been in the works, works for a while, mm-hmm. why didn't you come out with a proposal a lot sooner instead of after the fact? Did you call the Bears bluff? When they said we're going to move out of the city, you know, a lot of teams do that. We're going to move from our current location, which has been our historic location forever. And some teams have moved. Some teams have recanted and taken the offer to stay closer to the city to generate more revenue for the city. Not the Bears. The Bears Bears have already said, um, that looks good. Your dome proposal looks good. But we feel we have a better deal going this way. Mm-hmm. So that's not good for the city of Chicago. Okay. And that's that's – that's going to take away a lot of, of um, like we were talking about earlier, it's going to take away a yes. lot of income from oh, that goodness. downtown area. You know, that's kind of what yes. I was thinking about. Um, I was kind of what I was thinking about, you know, when you take away from the Sixers from this area down here. You know, I mean, it'll probably help more up in, in around that 10th. Yeah, there's more. It's area. more uh, more of a, uh, a compact yeah. area where there's going to be more restaurants. But you're, I mean, like right. there more are businesses, yep. those kind of places are going to get hurt. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Guys, I got to find me a, I got to find me a hookup for my, my laptop. I think it's about the. Uh-oh. Yeah, well, if, if, so, you, if you if you go out, we know what happens. We'll, we'll ride it as long as we can ride. We'll ride this out. We'll We're gonna ride, ride the rail. He's probably, he's probably trying to get out early so he can go get a sandwich or something. <laughs> An already ate, man. Already. Oh, he's good. Um, what? Yeah. yeah. Dang. Oh, now you get Gunner's all, all jealous now. Yeah. Well, I mean, man, I, I might, I, I might bow. I may bow it early. <laughs> well, see, I I eat like. Every time we have a little break, I go eat a little more of my salad, eat a little more. So I'm finally yeah. done with my salad, man. So it's there good. You go. There you go. All right. No um, Chinese food? None this time. None this time. You know, I'm on the spot, man. They're not open on Monday, so I know that. But I, I got to go check it out. I, I should All go right. check it out today. Right. Um, <laughs> on this date, Phillies traded for Cliff Lee from the Indians in 2009. Wow. Helped Great get him to the World Series. They lost in, uh, what was it, six games to the Yankees, unfortunately. But Cliff Lee had a great year for them that year, that's for sure. Then they traded him. Then they brought him back in free agency. It was a, it was an interesting time back then. Yeah, um, 
This one, I look, I, I, Derek and I talked about this pre-show. I never understood the fascination that people have with the royal family. You know, I, I don't care. I don't get it. It does nothing for me. <laughs> I got to tell you, I don't yeah. care. But, but uh, this was significant. I remember when I was a kid, it was a big deal. Everybody was watching it. The royal wedding, Princess Charles and Lady, was she Lady Diana then? Right? Wasn't it Lady? Dude, I, don't, I have no idea the royal titles over there, dude. All I know is it was watched by millions of people in America. Yeah. Why? I don't my, know. My either. mom watched it. I'm sitting there going, yeah. you watching a wedding? Yeah, I, really? I didn't get it. I don't get it. I didn't get it then. I don't get it now. Anyway, but, you know, Lady Diana and Prince, uh, Prince Charles, it was 1981. All, all I know is, all I know is, she wore the Eagles jacket, which after she did it, so that's all. That's correct. She did have, she was photographed with an Eagles jacket on. That is yeah, correct. Right. Good call out of you. Uh, movies on this day released: Ooh. The Mask, Jim Carrey, nineteen ninety four. Cameron Diaz, Jim oh, yeah. Carrey helped uh, really one like of the movies that helped launch Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. that. He had a run. Was, he had a run there, man. It was that. It was Dumb and Dumber, and it was um, Ace Ventura. Uh, he had, he had a run. What about the other one? Uh, what is it called? God? Wait, what was it? Movie? Um... Oh yeah, when he uh, when he played Moses. Yes. What was that? Yeah, movie? It was um, Ark. Oh, I forgot. Man. I forgot that doggone movie. But yeah, you're right, Rob. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey had a great run for a while. You don't hear much from him anymore, though. No, he don't have to. Yeah, he's good. He he's on his you know his estate somewhere. You know, chilling. Right. But he he was he rode the uh, in living color success right in. Oh movies, my goodness. Man. Right in the movies, uh, but uh, you know, in a smart way. Uh, he, he was he was great at a lot of the stuff he did, man. Because he just he's one of those method actors. You know what I'm saying? Like he played the great. Are oh, you talking about Bruce Almighty? Oh, that's it, Bruce Almighty. Almighty. That's it. Yeah. But he also he also played um he also played the stuff like uh liar liar. Remember that? Liar, oh, he was liar. great in that. Yep. There's some really uh, funny scenes in that man. In, oh, in, in me, liar, liar. myself, and Irene. Oh my amazing. god, dude. I stayed laughing at that. I was in stitches, man, watching that, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's good. Jim Carrey's been amazing. Uh, cocktail with Tom Cruise. He's a bartender in, in somewhere in the islands, I forget, like Jamaica or Bermuda. We lost Barrett. So it's you and I the rest of the way, man. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so that was 1988. Uh, yep. One of you know, a million Tom Cruise movies, but that was uh, late 80s for Tom Cruise. One of my favorites, Derek, Vacation, the original. Chevy Chase. No Anthony Michael question. Hall. Yeah, Randy Quaid. <laughs> you know, I still, watch, I still watch that movie when I see it on. I do too. I do too. You know, Chevy yeah. Chase was great because of Eddie makes the movie, man. You think this dude is dumb as a as a bag of rocks, dude? That yes. movie, that movie, his, the role he played in all of those uh, National Lampoon movies was incredible. It was you perfect know, was casting. Like, let's see, Vegas, European uh, Vacation, uh, Christmas, Chris. Oh, Chris, the one Christmas. Dude, when a squirrel jumps out of the tree, oh my goodness, man! You're when, talking about when he, off the charts. Like the, the whole thing um, with the lights, you know, when he finally gets him to work. Oh yeah! And, and, oh hi, my Derek. goodness! Hi, hi, Derek. Um, <laughs> What's happening? Here? It must be Friday. Peek-a-boo. It's got to be. I don't Friday. know. We're having some technical. There we go. Hi. Hey, Rob. How um, are you, buddy? Hi, nice to see you. Jason Bourne, 2016 version of it, which yeah. with uh, Matt Damon. Uh, haven't they made a bunch of those, right? It would have been like three of them. Maybe, I think it's four like of them. I believe four. four. Yeah. All right. That's I a loved good one all of them. Out. One of the few movies where all of them are good to me. 
I agree. I don't. Yeah, they, there wasn't a big drop off on the on the, no. the you know the, the sequels. They they remain pretty strong um, for sure. Especially because they kept the storyline going in, in terms. Yeah. of it went from who is he? Why did he lose his memory? To him trying to find out who these people are he worked for, to getting his revenge, so on and so forth. Uh oh, we have him back. I think he is back. Yes, what? there he is. What you guys, you guys thought you were gonna you know. Be, I oh, had yeah. to get my last of this show, bro. I had to get the last of this show, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was about uh, to wait say a, something. Wait a too. battle. Wait a battle. Throw it back. Right, man. I'm, I'm go, fighting, man. man. I'm fighting. Uh, I'm fighting. All right, let's go to some birthdays. We have Ken Burns, the filmmaker who's made Absolutely. a million different documentaries. Guy's unbelievable. Um, I tell everybody if you haven't, well, but the, if you're a sports fan, watch the baseball one that he did, which was really, really well done. Uh, but he also did one Vietnam, which is phenomenal. Uh, Getty Lee from Rush. He's the lead singer from Rush. Barrett's favorite band, Rush. So he's <laughs> he's sixty nine years old. Um, is it Wan Ye or Wan Ya Morris from Boys? Wan Ye. Wan Ye. Wan Ye is forty nine. Boys to men. Yeah. Yeah. So I love those guys, man. In in the in the nineties, Dak Prescott is twenty eight. So uh, uh, Dak, uh, Dak's yeah. done a mission this year. Dak says this could be his golden year. Yeah, get whatever. that team a trophy. That's what he's. I'm just telling you what Dak came out and said yesterday, man. Yeah, I'm sitting whatever. there going, yeah, right, okay, fool's go. Uh, right, look, right. the way that that ended, just it, it, it's it's going to be very hard to erase that from people's memory with him and McCarthy. It just is. Almost his head coach's name, quarterback sneak. Uh, Mike McCarthy. Exactly. Yep. I, yeah, saying, I agree with you. I look, I agree with you. Um, yeah, between that and uh, you know, j- well, anyway, they've had a bunch of those kind of uh, those kind of endings. So yeah, Dak's birthday. Uh, did you have a couple, Gunner? That's all I had birthday wise. Uh, uh, the the famous painter Vincent Van Gogh died oh, uh, yeah. on this day at the age of thirty seven. He was uh, that young. You know, when he was actually painting, he wasn't really commercially successful. It wasn't until after he died when all of a sudden he, he became this big game, big name. Um, he was he was uh, he, he fought severe depression yeah. back then. They really couldn't diagnose it properly. And he committed suicide at the age of 37. But, you know, you go to any prominent museum in the world now, you'll find his paintings. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's amazing. He was such an incredible artist, but he never generated a lot of income. For, of course, 1890, you know. He never generated a lot of uh, a right. lot of a lot of big money when he was alive, you know. But yeah, yeah it's a Vincent shame Vigar- when that happened when they're not recognized till after they pass. It really is. It's, yeah, I won't be recognizably. That's right. How good a friend I was till after I passed. Derek. That's a good point. But you're going to be alive know. another hundred years. Look, so look, it's he, is, he has constantly attacked me this entire show. <laughs> why? And why I'm do you think it's you? One. He didn't mention you. Know. Why do you think it's I'm you? Usually, I'm usually the one getting chastised for attacking I him. Hear you. My wife will even text me. Okay. I did not leave say, Baron oh. alone. Leave Baron alone. What did I say? No, he didn't even yeah. mention you by name. By the way, Mr. Taz good one. Tony Sirico, who was Paulie Walnuts, it was his birth. It would have been his birthday yeah. today. We we lost True. him earlier in the year. Yeah. I got a few other ones that you know, mm-hmm. Rob might know. Scott Steiner, the WWF wrestler. Uh, wrestler. I, I don't remember him. I don't know. You don't remember the Steiner brothers? No, I don't. <clears throat> what about no. Charles Schwab, the investment tiger? Uh, oh, that's a Charles big name. Schwab. That's a huge name. Yeah. yeah. That's a big name yep. right there, man. Good get, good get. All right, we're we're out. Oh, by the way, happy birthday to Bobby Ellis tomorrow. So I gotta get a little proud. Happy birthday! All right, to, yeah. to the young, to the you young get, lad. Yeah. What are you getting for his birthday? What are you getting? Uh, a new car? He, he, what? This house, the house that he lives in. <laughs> um, 
the toilet paper that he wipes. Yeah, his. yeah, the towel that he has to use, the bed that he sleeps that's in. Up. Yeah, that's anyway. messed up. <laughs> that was that was such a dad that's, answer. That's, that's, no, like we got, up, we're gonna have a little thing for him down the shore, so we'll have a little party for him. That's what's up, man. That's thanks, what's thanks up. everybody for the happy birthday wishes for Bobby. Anyway, uh, good work out of you guys this week. It's been fun, man. Good getting Barrett back. Uh, good work out of Xander Kraus, our producer. Thanks to everybody in the chat room. We love you. Thanks to everybody streaming, listening. We appreciate it. Tell a friend. Uh, we're back at it Monday, guys. So you guys recharge. Have a great weekend. Barrett, enjoy practice tomorrow. Do the same. Yes, and uh, we will talk to you yep. guys soon. For Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, I'm Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Have a great week. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.